What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Black Print J Five here. Josh P's in the building. What's the what's the what's the what's the uh, what's the ad lib for today? What's the, oh, what's the nickname the, for today? Oh yes, yeah, Big Slytherin. You see me? I got the brother from out of the shoebox. I brought him back out. I just got through for smashing on two of them. I blew they back out. I'm on a pill, round my top off. I got that Mac out. I got a four and a half of white. I'm in a crack house. Uh, I, yo, it, it, oh, if you see him, if you see him, of yeah. course, on video, on YouTube. Hey, what's going on, YouTube? Hold on, let me hit the BND real quick. Oh, yeah, you know, we're here. Yes, Check sir. Check us out. Blue, YouTube, hey, we, we buzzing on there, man. We, we, we're, we're feeding the algorithm right now yeah, on you YouTube. Uh, also here is, actually, he said something to me today when we were setting up the show that I really liked. Most hated MC. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's going to be a new name. Most hated MC. Niggas gonna think it's better Harlem. than Mark Madness. They're gonna think from Harlem. Mark Madness had me. I threw the phone. Mark Madness <laughs> <coughs> made me cough. See, Mark Madness is crazy. <laughs> Mark Madness is that's, I, a, that's I a wrestling name. Like when I hear Mark Madness, I look. I think a uh, ravishing Rick Rude. I or, just see him or Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. That's good. I can wear the Madness jacket. Don't wear the Madness jacket. But most hated is also like a, a tricky title too, because it's like people, people don't hate you. Have I ever told you the funniest thing that Mark has ever done? And I don't think I've laughed harder. What? It's something he's ever done. What did he do? So this was a couple years ago. He's probably going to hate me for telling this story. Oh, man. And this, is, this is a complete Am detour I? from the actual beginning of the show. Oh, shit. So we were talking about like, it was like around Christmas time. And Mark was like, hey, man, y'all seen this, Dre? I'm about to oh, cop no. it. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was a crying Jordan <laughs> Christmas sweater. Oh, man. What was you on? <laughs> and I was, I literally... Could not think of anything worse someone could buy. And Mark was like, "Hey, y'all fucking with this?" No, <laughs> no one in the no. chat was fucking with it. <laughs> it was a hot time. To- it was a hot time for crying Jordan. Okay, it was better than dabbing Santa. Yeah, the Christmas stint party you go to. You just like fuck it. <laughs> he was gonna wear yeah, it in public. I had, a, I had to get a sweater right. Mm, right. Why crying Jordan though? Why did you? Why does everyone? I never understood that meme. It was a hot. It was a hot meme back then. I don't know how much it hurt, hits now. It was funny when it was funny at the time. I mean, it's still, you see it. When they put it on other shit, it's kind of funny. I think when white people took it over, I was off it. Eh, you know, <laughs> that was, that's life. <laughs> when they took it over, I was, I was off it. They they co-opted it. We are back here, though, on the show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to our guest on AMP, Sharday Jenkins. She really turned oh, yeah, it up. She killed it. I was just sitting in awe. I, I was just like listening to her life story. Yeah, man. No, she, I already knew just going into it that she just had an amazing story and I'm glad we got to share with her, and I hope she does more of these type of speaking and things. Just because, like, I don't know, like, I feel like where she's at in her career, like, people need to see that progression. Yeah, they do. They really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to pull up my notes here, and when you have like multiple windows, oh yeah, <laughs> Josh is sitting on my windows. I don't know what you got going on. <laughs> about to see our OnlyFans pop I up. Are safe you will not Sunday. see your OnlyFans pop up, bro. Come All on, right. dog. Like, right. we got a lot of announcements today, and I, that's why I need my notes open because. We got some announcements. Some things are changing. Mm-hmm. Some things are happening. Yeah, man. Off the good. We're going to announce a big thing. Pause. Wow. Shout out to Blue, Blue Face. <laughs> I only pause when Josh is here. Oh, man. Because <laughs> have you, did you do that too, Mark? When Josh is here, you're just like extra like vigilant. You said, man, it's, it's like we're walking on eggshells with Josh. You I know. Well, the pause is <laughs> damn, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling. That's great. I don't like <laughs> It's only probably like three people that give you that feel. It's like me, Cam, Dame. Yeah. No, me, Jesus, Josh, Cam, Dame. Yeah, man. Chill I, out. I'm pausing in front of Jesus. I would too. 
I ain't trying to get that now. Nah. I'm on. scared. I don't. I don't want him to be like, whoa. Like, imagine yeah. Jesus be like, whoa, buddy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> chill, son. He's <laughs> in the Wahoo. <laughs> imagine Jesus hitting the whoa. What the fuck wrong with you, man? Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. He's doing it right now. He's always watching. Oh, uh, Mark wants to jump out of <laughs> the window right now. <laughs> I can't All even right. say I had a good breakfast. I had a good yogurt. Josh's gonna say, "Whoa, creamy, creamy foods for breakfast." <laughs> man, I, I don't. I, do hey, thing, man. man, listen, <laughs> it's cooked <laughs> for all of that. But yo, we got some big changes to Patreon. After a year of doing Patreon, we've seen what works, we've seen what hasn't worked, and we've listened. You yeah. know what I mean? We're listening to everyone that has subscribed and everyone that, that is on our Patreon. So we're changing the tiers up. So unfortunately, BND tier is no more. I was going to ring the bell, but it's no more. It's so no it's more. So to ring it for. The, 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 the $20 tier, we're not going to do that to you guys. We saw that with everything that happened last year and, and, every, and us just getting busy, we saw that like a lot of things just weren't capable uh i don't know how many people i don't even know how much josh posts on his close friends so oh, yeah. i thought that I was enough i'll be posting sometimes uh, that was a little what thing, was yeah. people getting out of it what the fuck was you gonna get out of it in the first place <laughs> what i said it was a, a fucking <laughs> i'm gonna post something right now for y'all <laughs> some of it you know is what? funny but it's not but it's like we saw we it's it's good that when you have like content creators that can like see and and notice okay this is like what was initially promised we're not we feel like we weren't giving you guys like your bang for your buck okay like and that's really what it was so me and mark is that and, what it was no we want to give you out more bang hold on well now yes but at the <laughs> yes <laughs> more feel, bang I, I, i'm the bang for the buck has always been there with me <laughs> please believe don't listen it. to him please don't listen we're we're we've we've he listened and we all listened and we came up with a new plan for our patreon so obviously if you want to support we've added another tier for people who want to support but you know don't necessarily care about the free shows they like listening to the show and the cadence that it comes out on and that's completely fine so we got a two dollar tier called a black print supporter obviously you won't get bonus or early shows but for just two dollars you get to say hey i fuck with you guys two dollars a month we got you guys so hey, man that's going up that two dollars goes a long way it really really does can you still get a double cheeseburger for two bucks at mcdonald's i would taxes you would be you probably have 11 cents spare oh okay so yeah um and then we add we kept the ground floor tier so with ground floor tier you still get a lot of the same benefits which are early access to episodes we're still going to shout you guys out you still get b-sides and you get ad free because we are going to be yes putting amp radio promotion in the show because amp was like yo we had a meeting with them last week and it was very lucrative and you know we're going to be changing some things up about amp radio too so we're going to be we're going to be doing a lot more ads and a lot of like bumpers for amp, for amp radio because we want to send you guys there in yeah. order to like kind of get the feel and be there live with us yeah I, I want people live like if you listen to here try to listen to us on wednesdays every other wednesday um it's dope yeah uh, and I always feel like those episodes are just like I don't know, like I, I like the live element yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like a kickback. Yeah, like we're just ch- we're just chilling, and we want more people to be there live. And I felt as though we had a conversation. And I felt as though people would look at it and be like, "Well, we don't really got to tune in to amp when it comes out because we're gonna get it early, or we're gonna get it yeah. a couple of days later." So oh, we were like, uh, "No, uh, uh, you gotta have that experience. You yeah, had to man. be there. Like Download last week, it. you had to be there." So yeah. that what comes with the announcement that, and I know this is gonna suck. But the amp episode that's going to come at the end of this, Shardy Jenkins, is going to be the last one that we're going to put for public. So that's where it is. 
If you like AMP, make sure you tune in to us every other Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Y'all like Eastern. Twitch? Let us know if y'all like Twitch out there. I might do some Twitch shit. We got to talk about yeah. <laughs> our, our gaming. We got to oh, talk yeah. about Uno. I'm just, just period. I'm going to be on Twitch. I'm out here. We, we're, I mean, that's obviously something that's coming. I'm about to be on Twitch. We're, we're, we're going to be coming with streams. Obviously, we have YouTube is another avenue where you can watch us at. So that, oh, yeah. It's YouTube Live. YouTube obviously played a factor in us making these decisions as well. So yeah. that yeah. was that was the decision of, of being able these to have corporations a, are running us ragged. You hear that? I know. YouTube, we're, AMP, We're being Twitch. pulled in so many directions, and we yeah. got to make sure that everybody gets like a, a – like, so like, and it's good because like if you like watching the videos, you can watch us there. And you can still mm-hmm. you still be supporting yeah. us and helping us monetize the channel and helping us do all of that. If you want to listen to us uh, audio wise, you can still do that. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to do want. all that. We try to make it easier for y'all. Yeah, but I want to. <clears throat> damn, you, did y'all just see that? What? See, it's on YouTube. If you don't watch it on YouTube, my mic just attacked me. That was crazy. Because Maybe God don't like lip. ugly, bro. You're you you you've been a nasty soul. Bro. Very pause worthy right there. <laughs> I was about to let y'all know it's good because. And that was that. Okay, there you yeah. go. And then the final tier, because because Josh hates announcements in the beginning of the show, but we had to let I you know, know this. Goes. We're cutting the BND tier, but we're keeping the ten dollar Patroni tier. Wow. Uh, so with the Patroni tier, you will still get amp radio replays. They will come out. When do you think, Mark? Like maybe a couple days past what it used to come out, but it'll still they'll still be there. You'll still be able to access amp uh, episodes from the past as well. You'll still get early access to our black print video content. So episodes like this, you guys will be getting early in the ten dollar tier because hey, you know, you're paying premium to see the video before everybody else gets it on YouTube. And you'll also have AMAs on the B sides. That's something that I wanna I wanna actually have people do a lot more. It's more yeah. AMAs on B sides. Yeah, absolutely. Because we we do shoot the shit, but we want to know what you guys have to say on on B sides. It could be about our Ant radio episode. It could be about a story we brought up. It could be about talking it about, about anything. anything. Ask me anything. I literally mean anything. He will answer on B sides. Yeah, okay. Ask about your sex life. But I it also some, I got some answers. But it also but it, what we feel is though is like B sides is a premium kind of experience, and I feel like a lot of people that um that subscribe to us say B sides is the reason that they they, they yeah, subscribe it's to us. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really good. And also, uh, merch is coming. Coming. ASF is coming. Yeah. Oh, ASF the merch, is definitely coming. The merch code. Merch and food. Yeah, the merch and food. <laughs> and, is co- and And so that, that's obviously going to be a part of the $10 tier. So three tiers. We're making it easy for you guys. We're not trying to hit you over the head. We want to give you, you know what I'm saying? We want to make it feel as though you're getting what, what, you, what you came for, but also you're still experiencing AMP Live and you're still experiencing that. And we have another announcement at the end of the show about the black print channel in general not bad all good oh, yeah. stuff all so good we got stuff. we got some we got some stuff coming up so mc how'd you feel about these changes these changes are really good man i just want people to know that we're getting a lot more comfortable and in diving into a lot of these areas at first we were a little bit hesitant like doing a lot more video from our very very early renditions of our webcam era of the black print uh doing all this feels great doing all this feels brand new so to be able to switch things up and provide not only more content but do new things with what we plan to do with more multimedia it's something that's very exciting it's a it's a it's a great era of our pod that i think a lot of people want to jump in in all ventures whether it's audibly visually to be able to go into all those different bags is something that's pretty exciting to all of us indeed yeah i gotta get some candy man this guy Josh told me today that he's uh I quit candy cold turkey and anyone sure who knows is this me, a hashtag I'm ad? Super, these are great actually too. These trolley fruit punch, this is a new flavor. Hey, Amen. I'm up on all the new candy. I was a candy fiend. I just quit cold turkey. It's just crazy. Let it's me fire. let me find out y'all getting hashtag ad placements for that. No, nah, I ain't getting nothing. But this trolley, uh, these duos over here too. These are fire. I've had I've had all the candies of the world. Yeah, 
But um, gotta have the candy, bro. Yeah, I'm good. It, on it keeps me up. If anybody sponsoring me, it's Green Table on Pico. Shout out to them. There you go. This juice, the cleanser. There you go. So good. We got to so get good. them on the on the show. Yeah. Shout out to the chef there. We got to get them on. Jeff. Josh, it's All Star Weekend. I feel like nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Utah. Lie. You know, the only thing that was good about this All Star Weekend was um the shirts they made. They were like it said. It was actually hard. No, but remember, did you see the like the they at first it said S L U T. Oh, SL. slut. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they changed it to just say Utah. <laughs> I want to get the original one. I'm like, fuck. You want to get the Salt Lake shirt? Fat trail shit. Re- I wanted the original one that said, like, slut, but then they changed it and now it says Utah. And I'm like, how did they overlook that? Oh, niggas are stupid. They're dumb as hell. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see the dunk contest. I was watching wrestling yesterday. I watched it. Was it good? Yeah, it's cool. I heard, I, I saw one of my friends say it was uh, white privilege dunks. <laughs> One of our friends is a hater. Uh, <laughs> Matt McClug. That's his name? McClug? McClung. Mac what what Mac, team does Mac he play McClung. for? Mac he's McClung. in the G League. He used to be on the Lakers. He was on the Warriors at one point. He's like a, he's always been a dunker, and I'm glad he's in the dunk contest because he's always been that. Like I remember yeah. him in college, even in high school. He's always had bounce. Um, his dunks were great. Like, he didn't miss a dunk. Okay. And his dunks were good. Yeah. Like, someone's like, his dunks we've seen before, but it's like, they're good-ass dunks. What more? There's my n- thing with the not, dunk contest is like, what more can be done with dunks? There's not more that can be done, honestly. <laughs> and like he did some shit that was kind of crazy. He did yeah. one where he like jumped over somebody, hit the ball on the backboard, and dunked them. Like that's that's crazy. Because my because my thing is like people don't realize, or do people realize that dunks are like actually really hard to do? Right? Like they're yeah. hard. Like like physically, it's hard to do a dunk. Yeah, I can do a dunk. Like, I could. Well, have, like I, regulation. I, right now, I can't probably dunk. Right now. I've, say, dunked regulation. My, I've dunked in my lifetime. But it's hard, right? Yeah, it's hard. Cause it, cause you it's gotta, hard for me, for sure. <laughs> the thing is, it's like, and, and maybe I'm, you know, basketball Man, niggas. Fact, I could dunk right now. Hold up. If we get on the court, I could probably dunk. I don't know, bro. I could, I could probably Bring the camera to the court right after this episode. I'm taking the camera. Yeah, I'm taking good. the camera to the court. I could probably still dunk. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. But I mean, like, just the physical, okay, you got to jump. You got to know where the hoop is, the rim. Because I've seen shit just boom, like go off the oh, fucking yeah. rim. I'm like, literally just putting it in the hoop, though. It ain't, I ain't doing no nothing. <laughs> you, this is, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you I'm dunking like Dr. J back in the day. <laughs> but it like you doing a rim grazer? <laughs> but it's hard to do dunks. Like, and you're not going to see no NBA nigga do a somersault like the gorilla, the Suns gorilla dunk. Yeah, They're not nah. doing that. I don't know what more people want. Um, the dude Trey Murphy had a good one. He like threw it off threw it between his legs off the backboard like i saw a clip of him some corn road nigga coming out and taking the ball oh yeah that was, and then throwing the ball i was like what was this i was foolish i think Trey murphy does him again too. it was like yeah. i was like what what was the point of that was this supposed nah, to be well the, the dude who did it was jose alvaro uh, Alvar- okay. what is it alvarado the brazilian dude GTA, yeah he's really good. alvarado yep he's really fucking good and uh, he's just known for doing like little just steals like that. Yeah. Does he want to be known for stealing? I mean, that's just this thing. Yeah, steals. Nigga, steals is a bas- That's a basketball <laughs> okay, stat. In case right. you didn't know, okay. I don't know. Steals. He wants to be known for that. Actually, how would I not be known? How would I not know what it is? But I, I didn't understand like this, the the backstory. You know, like some of these dunks got a backstory. Yeah, his was just uh, he's just always selling balls. Okay. Pause. Okay. Well, Damn. uh, the white dude. There was a lot of like back and forth about him. And like, should he be in it or not? And there was yeah. a bunch of like, who are like Tommy Davis and who are these niggas? We need to find out who these niggas are. Like, there was a bunch of that going on. And uh, from what I saw from one of his dunks on clips on Instagram, it didn't seem that bad. But I was like, what do niggas want from dunks anymore? I, I don't know what people want because there's not much more that can be done. Like, the, like, what's the best dunk you ever seen? I don't know. I like the hand in the. 
Who did the hand in the uh, Vince Carter put his arm in the rim? I yeah, like that, that was the best dunk yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I like like I think that's one of the reasons why Matt uh, is really good is just because like he's small. Yeah, like Spud Webb when he won the dunk contest, that was dope. Like yeah. that was I, I wasn't alive. I don't even think when that happened. But just looking back at that, what year I did think that you happen? You were like ninety two. The Spud Webb won ninety two. I don't know. I was. Well, I don't I remember don't it like so. vividly like that. But I remember going back and watching it. I remember seeing it. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. Uh, I don't want to date myself. Hold on. But um, what what you remember was seeing a Spud Web dunk contest? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I definitely don't remember that. seeing it. I remember seeing though like NBA uh, was class ESPN Classic. I'm 42. The Spud Web dunk contest was 1986. Yeah, see, I wasn't alive. Yeah, oh yeah, see, I wasn't alive. I definitely either. didn't see it. So yeah, I was born in '87. Um, but yeah, like, I just I like that of it. Yeah. I mean, my the best dunks I've ever seen is probably like. I was just talking about fucking jumping from the uh, free throw line. Like, that used to be a feat. Yeah. Now they all could do that pretty much. Yeah, every, it's every, crazy. Everyone is avatars in yeah. the NBA, bro. Look at Giannis. Everybody's mm-hmm. avatars. Everybody could do this shit. So, like, when I saw people saying, like, oh, man, this shit ain't the same. This shit, I'm like, bro, it ain't never going to be the same. It's like 15 dunks. Uh-huh. Go play live or at 2K. <laughs> it's only 15 dunks in them fucking games, dog. But I, I, one thing I will say is I like the idea of these G-leaguers and these dudes who just are professional dunkers being in it. Like, yeah. NBA niggas don't want to do it, so let's do it. Exactly. Do it. But we come right back to the biggest lie in the world. He's probably, at this point, never going to do it. LeBron saying he was going to join the dunk Oh, contest. he's not saying that now, is he? No, no he not. would never. Yeah. But it's been the biggest... That, that's one of the, the, the... Like, when you look at that clip now, you laugh. Because it's just like, when LeBron said, yeah, I, I'm doing it next year. <laughs> when he did that interview, and the niggas were like, oh, shit, LeBron coming next year. And he did not do the dunk contest. I mean, he don't even... It, for him, it's like, it's not even worth it. Like, for what? Because <laughs> if the thing is, I felt as though... He felt like if he loses, it's going to be a permanent stain on his career. And he don't want to lose. Yeah. And it's like, you got to do that like your rookie year. Like, if you don't do it your rookie sophomore year, like, it's just like for what? He was in Cleveland when he did that, right, uh, MC? When he made, when he lied? He lies a lot. It, shit, it might have been Miami. He, nah, he was in Miami. He lie yeah. off in Miami, too, fucking around. Yeah, it's Miami for sure. I, think Cause it was I don't, Miami, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't really say it before. He never. He just never did it. He never really said why I or would, anything. I would fear so much from a production value the day that LeBron James goes, all right, about to do it. The amount of theatrics that you now need to put in to make the dunk contest be one of the greatest dunk contests of all time. Because that's how I'm watching All-Star Weekend now. Like, from a production standpoint, I'm just watching like, yo, they do mad shit this past weekend. I would be a little bit fearsome. It would be like the set of the shop, right? And he would be in the chair. And they would be interviewing him about the dunk contest. And then he'd stand up and rip off... And have a jersey on, oh, and then the set brother. will move. <laughs> then, he jumps over. Bronny, Bryce, here. come on, let's do this. And then Bronny would hand him the ball, and then Bugs Bunny would show up, and then there'd be a burning ring of fire. Let's see, and he like he's out there. Not- <laughs> You're going too far. I don't. It's funny. I used to be a Bron hater, and now I'm just like I don't get it. Are you indifferent to Bron now? I like Bron. I like Bron a lot. I, I think like what he represents is great for the league and great for. Black folks. He just uh, he actually he broke a record in between our shows here. Oh yeah, he broke the record oh, yeah. for most points ever. That shit was amazing. It was it's great. It's that black history. That, yeah, that's, yeah. that's literal black history that we all got to see. And one thing yeah. I love about social media is that we can watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, I was just watching the clip where it's like family when they show yeah. the family's reaction. That was dope. Why was the little girl so far away from everyone? Else? I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> I was like, who? I was like, they all sitting in different spots. <laughs> they can so get weird. seats all together. <laughs> So weird. Like, it just showed me that's like, damn, it's hard being Brian. Like, I can't even yeah. get my family seats together. At the yeah, game. yeah. Like what? production. Yeah, maybe if like I don't know, maybe he was thinking of something like you know somebody tried to run up. At least like Savannah could be with the boys. Well, Savannah was close to the boys, I think. 
No, the boys was on oh, how they showed way. it. It was like just they were all in different spots. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's some baller shit. Like, yeah. I would love for my family. You go up there, <laughs> I'll be down here, and I'm gonna be over here playing. Like that, that's that's baller shit. But he broke records. He's not gonna be in the dunk contest. Who's the guy? He's the, he's the team captain in the game, right? It's happening tonight as we record this. Oh yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Um, We're not gonna be able to cover the actual All Star game, but he is one of the team captains. They are going to bring it back to old school recess days in elementary school, and they're gonna pick literal players from the all-star pool and have a nice little all-star game tonight that's just so stupid wait they haven't picked yet they pick right before the game there are there are no teams you're just gonna you're just gonna stand up in a lineup lebron's gonna go i want curry uh i think Giannis is the other captain he's gonna go all right i want durant i don't think durant's playing tonight but they're gonna pick 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 and then just like how it was in elementary school that's corny. <laughs> that's stupid. corny. You don't they like that? I think they that's used to pretty make it a thing when they would be on inside the NBA. Yeah, and that's dumb. Like, like I want to see them. Like, I, I just saw there was a clip of Braun in his first All Star game, and he was having everybody sign his shoe. Yeah. Before the game, like I, I want to see them that in the locker dope. room before. Like I want to, like, damn near didn't they used to practice before, like together or some type? They used to run some type of scrimmage mm-hmm. or something. It would be like the 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 warm up. Yeah, like this shit is weak now. Like you picking before y'all play, like. It's gonna literally be an individual highlight reel. Like this is this is highlight culture. And yeah. This is but that's make- but that but that's what I talk about when I think of how much I don't want to have the job of trying to make this weekend exciting again. Because these are the kind of ideas that people, you know, in high positions are put in to be like, okay, how can we bring some type of life into a weekend where you kind of guaranteed have people coming? Like, I don't think there's ever going to be a moment for NBA All-Star Weekend where people are just not showing up. But how do you just give it a little spark of life to be like, ooh, next year is going to be, wow, I really have to go. I mean, you got to keep just doing what works. And I think they're not, they're switching off of what works. Last year was a good All-Star weekend yeah it was last year was really good especially for like all of the hype and the drama that came with the city that they were in they ended up making mm-hmm. it like really worth it um this mm-hmm. year i felt like it, like who's there like celebrity wise even yeah, I, mean, I saw some shit with like uh well cactus jack is doing some shit out there okay. travis is out there yeah so but that you're right it's not the star studded celebrity event yeah. that it usually is um i think that's kind of cool though <laughs> it's, it's like low-key yeah. it, it feels low-key they had Wiz do like two different. I think he performed on Thursday. Then they had him in like a, a karaoke show. It was hosted by Roxy Diaz. It had BB Rex on it. Burner I'm like, Boy. okay, these oh, are yeah. the types of things that they try and mix in before Friday. It's actually Saturday. a big African presence this year. Burner Boys, Burner Boy and Rima, I believe, are doing the. T- is Tim's doing it too? Nah, I don't know if it's Tim's. Burner Boy, Rima, and someone else is doing it's the, guaranteed, the It's guaranteed Burner Boy. Yeah, Burner Boy for sure, but it's Rima and the one per, uh, third person. They must have paid out the ass for that, for especially for Burner Boy. Like, that ain't no fucking joke. But I wanted mm-hmm. to get to the fact that it's now being said, LA put their bid in because they're they're re they're re they're renovating the crypto, which I didn't know. Did you know that? Yeah, wait, hold on. What was that? They're, they're renovating the crypto. Oh, the arena? Yeah, they need to. Shit. It's going to be a three year renovation. So by the time. Uh, well, I guess they they either started working on it or they're about to start working on it. But we put the bid in for the for the All Star Game in twenty twenty five. Yeah, I mean, L A always gets All Star Game, so I'm not in a rush to have that shit because that's we just, just had it. Just, yeah, it's like this is gonna be more bullshit. <laughs> All Star Game. What needs to be renovated? Like, I've, I've I've never been in a big crib. What needs to be oh, renovated? Man. I mean, it's not even that it needs to be super renovated, it's but just it's just the user experience. Yeah. I, think. I mean, honestly, it's a nice ass building. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what they how they gonna upgrade it, but um. You know, it's it, LA. Well, it it doesn't have um I think the one big thing they're probably gonna add, Josh, is like contactless. Like it's not it's not contactless, I don't think. Hmm. Or not completely contactless. Okay, I can see that. Like, cause like an eighteen team memory went to Manny, like everything we didn't have to like 
bring t- like bring our Don't wallet out or nothing. We just like yeah. swiped in. Yeah, I mean, I think oh, I don't know. I have the people at the front for that at crypto, yeah. but they don't. I guess they don't want niggas in the front doing oh, that okay. no more. So I, I like I, I off the top of my head, they would probably want the experience to be like a SoFi, but less. I haven't been to SoFi yet, but they probably want it to be like SoFi is people like you. You come up, they expand, scan your ticket. I wonder. I don't know what they're gonna do with crypto. Yeah, honestly, that's interesting. Maybe they make it a little more. I, I could see. I've been in the suites recently, and I could see the suites being a little more upgraded. Mm. Um, maybe the boards around LA is really good for just uh, the Lakers are really good for giving you the bare minimum of what you need <laughs> and just being like, nigga, we got stars in the court. Yeah, because I was matter. I was tripping off this other day. Like, if you go to a Laker game, halftime is like nothing. Halftime is like fans coming out and shooting the ball. If you go to a Clippers game, halftime is blast. Yeah, and YG, YG performing. Yeah, like, YG's always performing. Like it's just always like something. Like they really like the the entertainment factor between the Clippers and the Lakers is so different. Or, or and the I, Lakers is just like chill. It's like nigga, it's we're it, Lakers. I saw the Hawks. <laughs> the Hawks always have a fire ass. Yeah, like the Hawks halftime. The Hawks have you. They do some shit where they get celebrities to sit courtside and mm. they do some whole segment during a timeout just with the celebrity and shit. That's like, fire. That's yeah, crazy. like yeah. Memphis has started to step their shit up too. Yeah. Um. Like I, I think a lot of. But the thing is, here's my thing. I never been to a Laker game. Oh shit! I still gotta do that. Right, we gotta figure it out. Me man. either. Yeah, the one soon. I still gotta do that shit. Let's yeah, do it. but at least before Braun is like done i gotta see a game i don't know if he'll be here after this year but i gotta see a game <laughs> with lebron yeah, in it before, it. before it's he said he's about to play multiple years he said he's got multiple years after he just came the all-time scoring leader he's like yeah i'm not going anywhere anytime soon i said well i mean as long as you take care of your body which you are probably the best to ever do that in, in I mean, gonna, nba history he's gonna play at least until his son gets in the league so you got some time We'll see, man. I I I want to. I don't want it to be like with, with Kobe. Like I missed out on that. Nah, we you know we only game this season though. I, this I is a season out. to go since he beat the record. Yeah, exactly. Like no. I I want to see what the difference is. I got. I want to. I'm gonna get a jersey and all that. Oh shit! I'm gonna get Run a jersey it. and all that. I got. I, I lucky want to get a Mo Bamba, but I'm like, well, how long is this contract again? He gonna be here? A Mo Bamba? You want to cop a Mo Bamba jersey? I like Mo Bamba. <laughs> so much potential in him, but we'll see if he lives up to it. All I know is the song. He looked good. I I watched a little bit of a game. And we look all right. Yeah, yeah, no, the Lakers are looking good right now. We got Vanderbilt. Um, look all right. Mark about to laugh. What, what, what's up, Mark? I didn't even say, bro, I didn't even say anything yet. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. I'm just listening what, what to y'all talk. Like? I haven't what had any Lakers like? slander. What you, th- what you think we look like? I don't even know why you got to have, have, have Lakers slander. We had a great finals three years ago. I liked it. I gave yeah. you your props. I respected you since. Okay. Okay. You don't got to disrespect me. I, that's why I don't be liking that shit. I... I literally, I've us? literally said nothing. I've Will literally you, said nothing. You be slandering us to the Cam and all of them. Like I don't, I don't like that. I feel like you're talking <laughs> that's Cam. That, that's Cam. That's Cam. I tell Cam that's a lot of talk for a 13 seed, but that's Cam. Though. But I feel like we're not 13 seed. You sure? Are we? Yeah, we not. We not sixth or seventh or eighth or ninth. We thir- We we that low. Yeah, we definitely we out the playoffs yes. right now, but we like we're we not that far. But we not that far behind. I don't. I, hey, I, I just told you I'm not watching the season. We so not why you guys? Behind. Why you guys slander for me? I'm not letting the Lakers stress me out. That's my thing, bro. I'm not letting the Lakers stress me out. Absolutely not. So sometimes, sometimes you got to make those choices. Sometimes you got to make those choices with sports. It's a pretty stressful year for the Miami Heat, but I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a good vibe today. Yeah, I'm in whatever. a good vibe today. I must say. Yeah. Speaking uh, of good after vibe, yesterday, uh, you got to be in a good mood. What, what was yesterday? <laughs> The Heat stunk it up. They did. They lost. Oh, oh yeah, Ty, uh, Tyler Hero didn't do so well in the three point contest yesterday. But it's okay. Save he's, your energy. Right. He, he's he's too busy looking for our women, trying to steal all of our women. That's why. <laughs> our women. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Tyler Hero. Hey Alexa, play Black Print Radio. 
on him. Now playing Blackman Radio. There it goes. Exactly. <laughs> What's up? I am Betty Who, and I am live on AMP. Michelle Beadle, The Kid Marrow. Live. Play music, we talk. On playlists that resonate with you. And you guys get to interview me, so we get to flip the script a little bit. Real connections with real people. Like the access to the library of the world of music. <laughs> and can I curse? Yeah. Connection is everything. Sharing music in real time. Only on AMP. On AMP. On AMP. Speaking of good vibes, Josh is in a good vibe. You see his outfit today. Always in a good vibe. Slytherin. He's played the game. I don't even know. The thing about Josh is like, he, he he's not going to let you know. Look at him. Bring my wand <laughs> in his He's not going to let you know. What is that? What's going on? That's my wand movements. Josh has been playing this Hogwarts game. Best how, game out. How much have you been playing this Hogwarts? I, I'm interested because this game is like an RPG. Yeah. I can't see you like... Okay, this gear is better than the last gear that I got. Like, oh no, it's funny. I'd be having to figure that shit out. Like, damn, man, what what spell do I want to have equipped right now? It's hard, man. It's hard. Um, game is amazing, man. It's just it's good to play a game like that. I was just my homie was just talking about it to, with me today, and I'm like, yeah, it's like GTA but with wizards. Yeah, you just start dying laughing. <laughs> but it really is what it is, and it's like you get a broom, you can fly around, yeah. and then you can go to different worlds and. It just has so many Easter eggs from the books and the stories and the movies, so it's just a dope experience for someone who like really grew up on it. Where Harry at? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, I, I don't. It's weird. Like, so they don't have the IP for Harry, or like I think I, I don't know. I think maybe they just haven't introduced him yet. Like this game, I feel like it's gonna go on for a while. Like, I, I, I it's only single player now, so I can't imagine them not doing online somehow. Yeah. Um, they don't have actual Quidditch in the game, so I'm sure they're gonna develop some type Who of Quidditch. Who wants to play Quidditch, bro? Man? If they had a Quidditch game, they had one that I heard wasn't so good. I'm gonna check it out just cause. But Quidditch when they refine the Quidditch, when they Yo, when they refine that, that's gonna be a game. That's gonna be an amazing game. Like that's a like that's a whole sport. That's the one thing I love about this. And I was I had another conversation about this last week. That book and story was able to build a world. Yeah. That now you can go and live on in so many different ways. And people love it. Yeah, people love it. But that's something that like all artists like are striving to achieve. And like they just did it in the literature world. But like you know, Weekend is building a world with Don FM, and mm-hmm. now he's about to close it and do another world, mm-hmm. and like. Tyler built the world will call me if you get lost and like it just felt like something and like it's it's hard not to see that like musicians kind of get that influence from worlds like this yeah no they absolutely should and I think they um it's influence but it's also on par like I feel like what Tyler's doing with his world is on par with what you know J.K. Rowling's doing with hers and I well, feel J.K. Like, Rowling got like yeah, she well, got a crazy world <laughs> whoever owns Harry Potter's IP <laughs> she got a crazy world I know listen I I Hey, but the game does a really good job of being inclusive. And that's yeah. one thing that I'll say, like, uh, whatever that is, is that. But the game is really on. Like, it's really good. It really feels like, I don't know, it just feels, it feels wholesome, too. Like, that's another thing. Like, I, I'm so used to playing, like, all, like games are violent yeah. by nature. All the games are I, I can see, like, for somebody, like, that doesn't play, like, games like this. You know what I mean? Like, and and... Not to say that you won't be interested in it. Like yeah. you would be interested in it, but they're getting you. It's probably like a gateway to you to put for you to play other games that are like that. Yeah, you I thought about I mean? it, but I'm like, yeah. you played Elder Scrolls. You said it before. Yeah, so. I, but I'm even that. It's like that's that's a game that I could play when I was younger and I have time to play yeah. that game. I could not play that now. I barely have time to play Harry Potter. Honestly, you I've been getting it in. Take, been, take a week. I've been getting it in Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> I've been waking up being tired as fuck. Playing it was three, four in the morning. I'm like, oh shit. Three o'clock in the morning? Nah. I, I, one night I did play like three in the morning. I'm like, I gotta go. I can't even do that. Was it the night we it was all on the weekend? Yeah, it was like Friday night when we were playing. Yeah, yeah, like, I just, yeah. We finally got Josh online to play Uno with myself, 
uh cyrus was on another patron mark josh was there and our friend terry he, he's a he's a good dude uh we played uno for about two hours and we <laughs> talked about everything we were just talking yeah. And we just, I, I think I determined pretty much that we got to get this on stream. Yeah, we got to, yeah. If it's YouTube Live or Twitch or something, we got to figure it out. It, it was funny. We played this version of, well, before you got on, we played this version of Uno in the game where, like, if you get a seven or a zero card, the seven card, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, a seven card, it sh- it, you can pick another person's hand uh. and take their hand. And the zero card shifts everyone's hands clockwise. Oh, y'all just making up shit. That's game what made an evil it game. What an evil game. I regret that's, ever learning about this game. That's amazing. This has shit. been nothing but pain and suffrage since that's, we le- since I learned Uno. That's worse than the game. The rules are like just black people make up. Like, that, <laughs> but the only thing is like they don't like and Josh thought we were allowed to stack crazy in the game when he got on. Yeah, I was like, I'm no, like, they don't allow you to stack like yeah, that. Yeah, like this. I'm like, damn, this ain't this how niggas play. <laughs> but this game might as well be some type of like black handbook rule because it's like I literally didn't want like there's been times I don't want to talk to Marcus Cyrus the day after Uno oh no because like it's, they, they just did some <laughs> evil shit to me like so I what I started doing I started snitching I started being like yo this nigga got a he got a draw four in his hand da, da, da. like I, I know what's going on <laughs> I'm not a gangster I'm a civilian like I can brag snitch. about the telling oh, that's crazy I'm not man. bragging about the telling yo it's crazy man snitching and, and I just got a text during this when we were on and you like asked me a question I was spaced out it's because someone texted me just about they're like yo snitching and leaked interrogation videos need to make your list this year yes they do that's literally what someone just texted me how the fuck can how the fuck is anyone getting like first 48 footage like y'all working for the police too yeah no well this is one thing people don't understand too like you can just request that at the courthouse you can request interrogation footage and it takes like 30 days to get to you that's why 1090 jake this guy on youtube yeah he just requests his footage from all these cases and then just puts them up on youtube and reviews them I, that shit should be illegal honestly it re- no that, that shit is getting people killed yeah but um ruining but yeah, their lives ruining their careers it's crazy like it's it's funny this it used to just be journalists doing this mm-hmm. now it's like people know it's common knowledge so it's like i could pose yep. as a journalist i write for a so-and-so blog i write for you know whatever youtube it's, it's funny that we got here for me snitching in uno i need y'all to just realize that that's how we got here yeah it's such a shit crazy man I, it's Man, it's I, gotcha culture. I'm a civilian, so I ain't got nothing. I ain't. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know, but I ain't. God, I'm what? on my. What, what are you trying to say? I'm on my Cameron <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're on your Cameron shit. If the murderer is living in apartment four C, I'm gonna just move. <laughs> I'm gonna just move, man. I ain't gonna tell this business, but I'm gonna just move. Listen, man, we all got our own like kind of like viewpoints on snitching it's been a hot time I've, i'm shocked well i'm not shocked because i never bring it up because i know your views on it but <laughs> I, it, we never really talked about it on the show but it's also kind of like we've seen like this like in the entertainment industry let's yeah. just speak primarily on what we know in the entertainment industry it's it's kind of depressurized in a way i think hmm. in some ways what do you mean in terms of the i think the act of it can definitely happen without a lot of people like being that upset yeah but i feel like the after is really the issue of, of everything it's just like yeah i mean i mean gonna post laughing emojis every other day on his well he posted the laughing emojis because why do i know this um <laughs> this kid this guy little Lil one he's from dte yeah he was in the club like fuck gun we don't fuck with that snitch da, da, da. like why they were playing gunner's music it was actually hilarious so he posts i think one of the 21, 21 Herald yeah. posted that. 
And then Gunna saw them just posted laugh emojis the next day. Why is duct tape? Why is duct tape talking about that? I mean, it, I mean, I, it, it, I, it's funny. I think in any club in America, if someone played Gunna, someone would be like, "Why are you playing this snitch shit?" They, so it's not they, isolated. They, yeah, they could be accountants. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, we're yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reason to say like. So it's and like if you press them on that. It's like, well, I got homies that. This is like no, like you're, yeah. you're you're a civilian. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's. Do you feel like I'm I'm mad that I know so much about entertainers. I hate that. I hate that I just know so much about entertainers. Like, not just me personally, but just, like, as a fan of music in this day and age. Yeah. Like, social media and everything. I just hate that. Like, I know so much. Like, I, I love the artist, like... Kendrick. You can't Kendrick. touch him. Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Pl- Cardi? Oh. <laughs> I mean... Wrong, wrong time. I'm saying, but <laughs> I, I'm just saying, in gen- like, of course, with cases and shit like that, it's crazy. Yeah. I, but I'm talking about just as far as public image. He's not he on puts, Instagram all day. He puts music out and he disappears. Yeah, he's not like, and he, you know, promotes what he needs to promote and disappear. Like, I like that cadence yeah. of an artist rather than just showing every aspect of your life going yeah. live. I, it's, a, it's a clip of Blueface and his girlfriend going viral right now. They're just eating chicken wings in front of the camera. <laughs> like, the fuck? Like, why is this going viral right now? They're just killing some chicken wings. All the comments are asking where the wings are from. And they just talking about some shit. They just talking about whatever it's, the fuck. Because people just need something to talk about. Yeah, they just man. need something to talk about. Like I think that's what the snitching thing. That's why I say like it's been depressurized because once it leaves the general the general conscience of stuff, like do I think the gunner thing will 100% blow over? No. But can I say that some of it's blown over right now? Yes. And I think there's, I, a, there's a lot of factors in that. And I think one of them is that the Kate, what I checked in on this thug case the other day. They still don't have a jury for this shit. Yeah, I mean, whatever happens in thug's case is going to determine a lot with Gunner. I'm telling you that much. Yeah, That's I why he, so. he know. And he being quiet until yeah, this shit over. Uh, they're all being quiet. But um, Ain't nobody putting no music out. <laughs> like, but there's actually a little Keyed album coming soon. Ooh, I'll listen know. to that. Let's talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> I'll listen to that. Yeah. Like I, it's I, I'll be I don't know I don't know if I'm ready, man. I love Key, man. That shit um, happened on the day of my wedding. Damn, it did. You're right. Like we were literally like yeah. chilling, and then it we found out about that shit. Like I'll never forget that shit. Just like DMX yeah. dying on my birthday. Oh shit! Like it's, it's like it's terrible things yeah, happen. That's bro. crazy. But like I, I I think again like I'm not gonna say it's completely blown over, but I think that the conversation around it is has like dissipated because mm-hmm. there's been no news about it. I I was thinking about that with Real Boston Richie the other day because it's like. Not to say it's hard for me to listen to his music, but it's like, that's why I don't want to know about y'all lives. Because then y'all, y'all talk about this gangster shit and then y'all not gangster. <laughs> and it's like, I'm a civilian, so it don't matter to me. But you yeah. say you a gangster. They, and he played, he played a snip, he played a clip, he put a clip on his Instagram the other day when they was doing the uh, Trapping and Finesse and the, uh, the, the Future remix he did. Oh, what, he shot the video? No, he, he said that he showed up, I guess they played the clip in the, in the club. Oh. People were singing it. Yo, that shit's fuck, man. And I was like, I think he, I, Josh, I think he can crawl his way out. I think Josh can crawl his way out of this. The song is fire. I love the song. I think he can crawl his way out of it. He said, bro, he said, bro, song on the way. I said, I, and I said literally out loud, I said, when that shit happened, ain't nobody Thank gonna you. talk about that hey, fucking man. shit no more. Well, his snitching case is so like. It's it, fluky. He even going back and forth. He fighting that motherfucker all his life. <laughs> Y'all trying to ruin his career. I've never seen a nigga fight that snitching allegation so hard. <laughs> he done made like three songs hey, about man. the snitching allegations. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps shooting videos. I'm like, dog, like, I know Future not taking oh, you back, bro. Man. Future not taking you hey, back, dog. Hip-hop is crazy. This is the only genre that deals with this shit. I am so tired of it. If Hip-hop. Tommy Lee snitched or oh, goddamn... Oh, yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom Allen snitched. If Axl Rose snitched... 
<laughs> I'm Tim Allen snitched and went on to be the tool man. And Buzz Lightyear. Who gives a fuck about Tim Allen? It's crazy though. He snitched. I'm like, bro, y'all niggas, Hollywood ain't got no type Hollywood of don't give a fuck. code, moral compass. Hollywood don't care. That's why y'all be, yeah. Basketball you know kind of yeah. care with the D'Angelo Russell thing. Yeah, they was like, get out of here. They want to beat that nigga ass. Yeah, they was out there. <laughs> yeah. That nigga bar. <laughs> they want to wow. beat that nigga ass. But then, I mean, look at him and look at Nick Young. Yeah. I mean, Nick Young had a decent career. Fizzled out. What's he doing now? Mm-hmm. Podcast? He got kids and shit. I don't think he should do a podcast. Never nah, mind. he got just, he's living his life. He's he's wild. But no, I, it's, you know, I, I, I hope that the, that the outcome for Gunna ends up being that he can, I still listen to Gunna's music. And when I listen to it, I don't. It's it's tough because when I, I listen to it, I'm like, damn man, I wish niggas would get off his back. Because I'm just, it, it's not I mean, like, yeah, it's more like. I mean, it, it, in due time, and like honestly, for him, just lay low and be cool. Yeah, I was just walking through fucking uh, Nordstrom's the other day, and one of the attendants was like, "So Gunna's out." I just heard her just talking to somebody and just said that. I'm like, it's so funny. Like yeah, Nordstrom niggas getting niggas, Nordstrom niggas got the scoops. Where, Bro. Where, what mall? Um, I was in fucking Topanga. What yeah, Topanga. What makes sense? That's the nice Nordstrom's. Oh, I shouldn't tell the internet. I shouldn't tell y'all that. <laughs> you live in LA. Don't go to that Don't gatekeep. Oh, don't gatekeep. Because when I go, it ain't shit there. But no, they got. That's a nice I one. I got, the yeah. Nordstrom in, in Topanga. It's weird because it's kind of flashy. Kind of. I go to Topanga a lot, yeah. by the way. And it, it it has like the designer stuff in it, but not like the kind of stuff I like. They ha- they have like the Palm Angels and shit. Yeah, they yeah, they do got a lot of that. There. But they got like bold and yeah, they got, they got like Sakai. I bought some Sky pants. Like, um, they got um John Elliott's in there. Yeah, they got some good brands. They got some good brands. It's just that it's picked over because Marnie. they have they have um shoppers there. They had bro, they had a ton of Amiri. They're like, oh, we got all the new Amiri in. I'm like, all right, Josh, we should get Amiri's. Uh, you know what? I, I won't. Podcast. But I would. That's funny. When we do it, we because who was it that was just talking about Noah Marys? Wasn't that baby? Yeah. Nah. I think baby pop- had a video. One of them. One of those. Uh. One of those kids that run up on you. Me, oh like, oh, yeah. How much a chain? How much a shirt? No more. Yeah. How much a hat? <laughs> Nigga, we was never doing the Marys. Axel Uzi. <laughs> Listen, man. We got to get the podcast jeans. I was thinking we need to update our uh our podcast photos this year. Oh yeah, we should. And we should. We should yeah. um hit up Richard. I got some shit to wear. I, ain't I got, got no some Mary's. shit. Hey, I'm, like, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put that shit on. I've been trying to find that. I I'm, I'm honestly thinking of affirming this Palace Varsity jacket. Man, I was about to get the um. I can't justify the off thousand. Of StockX. She's gonna get it off of StockX. Yeah, I was gonna get off StockX. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm a real like nigga. I got the money, but I'm still affirming it. Somebody anyway. hit me after, like you should have hit me. It's my what? people's. What? Like, all right. Get it for me now. Real niggas. Just cancel somebody's order and get it for me now. <laughs> How about that? Shit sold out so quick. Bruh. If a kid ran up to if a kid ran up to y'all and was like, yo, how much a shirt, how much a chain? Is that like a is that like a, a compliment, I guess you would say? Would you actually tell the truth too? Would you actually I tell don't the truth? No, I hate that shit. I like the nigga that just be like, what you wearing? And then you, you know, which give him your style of tip, give him your styling tip. That's the what's yeah. the guy? The people's gallery. Yeah. I like that guy. He's funny. Um, I, I hate the guy that asks how much everything costs. That's so lame. And the guy that always wants to go to niggas' apartments on TikTok. I don't watch that guy. That's weird. I don't know. All that shit is a little weird to me. It's like let's go to your apartment and tell me how much it costs and listen. Oh, to I hate the. I also hate the how much you make. Oh yeah, I hate that shit too. Yeah. You don't want to because the thing is, nigga, recognize who you are. It's so. I'm not on none of that. That's yeah, what I'm like. like I, I don't, I even don't the fish shit. Stuff. I'm like, I don't want to. I ain't one of these fashionista niggas. Say that shit for reason. There was a there. there was an Apple employee that got fired actually doing that. They were like, "Yo, uh, where do you work, or 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 what do you do during the weekends?" And he was like, "Yeah, I bang prostitutes or some bullshit like that." See, and he got fired. What? 
That's funny for, though. For a joke? I, I swear. That's funny though. He didn't need to. He didn't need to be there anyway. I, I heard. Process. I heard of Apple. You can't like say no. You can't even say you work at Apple. That's hilarious. Apple. Like you can't. You yeah. Can't do none of that shit. You. You. It, like they're very strict about what you say and all of that stuff. Like you. You can't do none of that shit at Apple. It's. It's a very strict company. Very strict. And what, but something else I hate is when people get fired and they're like. I'm going to go back to my job and take the snacks or I'm going to go back to my job and I'm going to record myself doing it. I'm just like, take the snacks. Yeah. I saw somebody get laid off. Take the snacks is funny. (laughs) Like she, she got laid off, gave us a tour of TikTok on her last day, turns in her badge Uh, and then takes snacks home. And I was like, you sure, you sure got them. Like you you showed them. I saw one. I I just saw one recently. um, It was like a Twitter employee. She was showing like a day in her life. She was showing like just the meetings and stuff. And then, like, I guess she got let go, and someone found that TikTok, and they're like, no no wonder you got let go. Like, you over here just enjoying the, the perks of the job. Like, she had, like, one meeting in between her day. <laughs> don't. Here's the thing. You can enjoy the perks of the job. Don't broadcast that shit. I'm not going to show y'all what I do all day. Yeah, man. Come on, man. I'm not, I'm not dumb, man. Like, time theft is real. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, that's some shit that I would give you all your ass for snitching about. The that's the real civilian snitching. Oh, man. Time theft is the real civilian I don't even know what that means. See, that's some corporate shit. I don't... Somebody hit up, hey, what's Josh doing all day? Like, <laughs> yo. Come like... find out. <laughs> that's hey, crazy. Man, I-, I deliver results. <laughs> that, exactly. <laughs> and that's my thing. If you do that, then what, what does it care what I'm doing at 12 p.m., 12.30 p.m., man? <laughs> You know what I mean? But hey, don't don't listen, my coworkers. I'm always working for you guys. I love y'all. Huh. Speaking of work, work life balance. Oh yeah. This is a good segue. Oh, look at this guy. Big topic. Hey, I'm a good host. Yeah. I've been doing this for a while. Okay? All right. Good segue into this work life balance. I think that as we hit February, I'm gonna tell you this right now, you guys, twenty twenty three has been kicking my ass. Oh man, already. Already. Yeah, I'm kicking twenty three's ass. Making like, my bitch. It, oh, it's kicking my ass right now. Oh yeah. After this month I'm straight. After this month I'm gonna be good. But well, I think it's always but, like that. Like Black History Month, always hard for us niggas. Like I know. it's always the hard. Like I just it should be easy. Yeah, I'm like real talk. I think I'm gonna just push this line next year. Like I'm not doing no February work. Black History Month, celebrate me. Good luck. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to it. Good luck. Hey, li- listen. Like what? What do we? Do? What do we do? Like as people in this workplace, and I don't think we've ever even talked about this before. But like, yeah. how do we keep that balance of work and life? Like one thing I'll say, like. My wife is a work of fucking holic. All right, she's a cakeaholic too. Oh man, but she's see, a workaholic. Two income households. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's opening stores all over the place. This is just my time to just talk my shit. Okay, how about how much of a hard worker my wife is? But let me tell you what, I fucking hate it. I hate it. Oh, she works. She works almost like to a point of just like comatose when she gets home. Like, oh, I, and I don't think that it's like. I don't think it's healthy, mm. but she loves it. She don't even she don't see nothing wrong with it. She's just like, yo, this is just what I got to do. That's how I be. But she's also a, she's also a you know person of color. She's also a woman. Yeah, she, work, so, so, at, she work at a brand that's like she work with a lot of white women. You know what I mean? So like she got to work ten times harder than mm-hmm. like I got to work maybe five because I'm I'm a, I'm still black. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a dude. You know what I mean? We yeah. we kind of get a lot of. We get a lot of advantages. Little passes. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we get some passes. But she got to work 10 times. You know what I'm saying? I relate to her, though. I think, for me, I feel like I work a lot. Like, even when I'm not doing the work that, you know, like, I do a lot of different things, and I'm, like, always working. Like, even when people are, like, leisurely shit. Like, I was even looking at, like, a lot of the traveling I'm doing. Like, a, a lot of that shit's for work. Yeah. And um, Are you going to take a vacation this year? I am. I have to. Like, I just absolutely have to for my mental. 
I, I and I just thought about it. I, it's funny. Back on the Black History topic. Next Black History Month, I'm taking the whole month off. You should. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm really in. You can take a take a um take yeah, a yeah. No, I'm take taking. Leave. I'm doing a whole month for Black History Month. It's my stance. It's the shortest month. Appreciate I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna yeah. pull that. Off. I'm really gonna do it. Leave of absence. Thirty days. Uh, we're, we're allowed to leave of absence. Stamp that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For real. Yeah, yeah. Mental health. Anyway, um. So yeah, no, I I'm the same way. Like I I work all the time, and I feel like it's because I it's because I I enjoy what I do. Yeah. And it's also because I just I don't know like I'm trying to figure out ways to enjoy life and what that work life balance right. is sometimes like I think for me the things I enjoy become work sometimes right and, and that's something I've been trying to stray away from and I don't want to misconstrue hate what I, I hate what my wife does yeah. like I, I don't hate that she's a hard worker I hate I hate that she feel like that she feels like she has to do all of that you know what I mean I I I want work to be like fun to her. And I think it's fun to her. Maybe it's just fun to her in a different way that it's fun. Then my work is fun to me. Yeah. Cause like in my job, I like doing meaningful stuff and that's fun to me. Like nothing means more to me than having somebody come up and say, damn, I never thought of something that way. Hmm. And this is a company that's been around for, you know, not that long, but they're still finding things. And I'm, I'm being the one that's kind of shepherding new ideas there. But for her, it's like, she's opening all of this new shit. I'm like, bro, I didn't even know. You was working on that type yeah, shit, and, yeah. and it's like, but her her balance comes from being asleep. Or that's like, or, how it feels for me, yeah, and that's like, why I'm like, I'm trying to figure this shit out because like, I rest is where I like. That's what I do. Yeah, I, like I have to pull her away. I'm have yeah. to like, yo, we should go do this. Let's go have take a vacation somewhere. And she's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But it's like, it's not top of mind to her. But in a in a in a way, honestly, that type of stuff is never top of mind to me. Hmm. until i met her <laughs> and i was right. like i was like damn because we was both working too hard and too much and i was like yo let me take my foot off the gas you start to see it you're like yeah. oh, i don't want to be like that exactly <laughs> but i was but that's who, what i was and i hate it and, I, and, and again like i hate it maybe because that's probably what i was like hmm. no that's real no. and and so it was more like when i took my foot off the gas it was like okay let me do more stuff that that serves me and that i like doing like this show well that's the thing i i like this is damn near business now. Yeah. It literally is a business. Shout out to you guys listening mm-hmm. and watching. Yeah. So like even the, the things I enjoy become businesses. Like I enjoy smoking weed. It's become a business for me now. Yeah. yeah. Fidel's. So shout yeah. Shout out to Fidel's. Yeah. So um, I don't know, man. I've just been trying to figure out that balance. I think another question I've been posing to myself and others around me is just like, you know, out. so when you're trying to figure out that balance, the part where you're just, you know, enjoying life, it might be. Like, how much of that is you doing things to better yourself? Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, like, work out. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, their thing. Like, or other people meditate or people, I don't know, people well, read my wife books. Does, my wife does yoga. Yeah, yoga. Like, yeah. people like people learn crafts. People yeah. learn how to fucking pottery or some shit like that. That's I think that's what I, since the pandemic, I found kind of what I look. I mean, you guys see it. What I oh, like yeah. to do. It's crazy back here. But it, it's, it's, like, it used to be me finding, like, a center. Hmm. And I was like working out one summer and I was like, oh, I'm working out all the time. And I, I was like, that's what I'm going to do to kind of stay busy and keep my mind off of stuff. But I was like pandemic stress. We were hmm. just like, I don't want to get sick. I'm going like, to fucking work out a lot. But I think like bettering yourself becomes definitely a, a bigger question when you get older. Right. Where yeah, it's like, yo, it. like I'm, I'm not 20, I, 20 in my 20s anymore. I can't be like drinking and going out or even if you don't drink partying or even if you don't party, you know, doing whatever you do. I think when it comes to me bettering myself, I, I like to think of it like when I'm not working, I like to be at least trying to advance something that I'm working on myself. Like if I'm not advancing the black print or the A show or RNC radio or whatever we're doing, 
I would feel like I was useless. So like, mm. even if I'm not doing something for work, I feel like I'm still always working because I'm like hitting up Mark, like, or even Mark's hitting us. I mean, me and him are always brainstorming and yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how could I do this? How could we do this better? Or I'm talking to Meals and we're trying to figure out how to get wrestlers on the show and stuff like that. Like, or I'm talking to Wale and I'm just like, yo, like, let's think of something for a Wale Mania or something like that. Like, I'm always thinking of something that has to serve me um in the future because yeah. like i've always thought ahead of just like i want to have my own business or i want to be running something and, and be doing it on my own because like i don't want to be working at office forever you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like i have enough talent now to take it to the next step you know what i mean like yeah. i talked to trevon when i was in new york and he was like i'm going to start my own agency my own create my own um what's what, what's the word when you're a consultant oh, okay and i was like yo that's something i really have always wanted to do yeah because i feel like i, I could do it but it's like again that's that's me putting myself in another position where I will not have work-life balance again. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, literally that, that's what it is. That's the thing, and that's, that's where I'm like, I think, man, Sade kind of had a really insightful point. She's like, I enjoy being an employee. Yeah. I know that I'm a better employee than I'm a better entrepreneur. Right. And I think that's something that people kind of have to realize sometimes. And like, and they just have to, not even just that point, that's a great point, but I think people have to realize that they don't just have to be an entrepreneur. Like, mm. you don't have to have a side hustle or a side business you can kind of just focus on your main thing and then outside of that you're enjoying life right and that's one thing i want people to understand more and that's kind of why i thought about this topic and just it came up because it's like man like even for me myself i want myself to enjoy that more i want to be able to just like i'll have time outside of work where i'm not even thinking about it i'm just like doing my thing and yeah, i think I, a lot of my like peers like people of this generation don't have that balance yeah like i, I spend my time trying to be like a better host on this show like i, I literally will sit and like run back stuff that we do on here and be like, oh, yeah, how, can see, I, I, how can I do better at this? I feel like niggas shouldn't be doing that. Niggas should be <laughs> playing video games, going to wine vineyards. And I do that. I, I mean, I do yeah, you do that. Games. That's I, what I'm I, saying. You have a good bit of a balance, but I feel yeah. like, I don't know, like, I, we're always in this constant um, race to be better. Uh -huh. Better. We want to be better. I always say it. I'm just trying to be the better bad? P. It's mm -hmm. not bad, but do we ever turn that off? That's what I've been wondering. That's true. Do you but, ever just? But, but, but you know what's what's creepy and it's like literally almost gave me chills. Like you said, turn it off. I'm like, what would I do if I turned it off? Right. And I'm just like, but I I, I don't know. Like I I feel like you would go and I don't know ski snowboard. I don't know what niggas would do. Like like turn it off would be I take this phone, I put it over here. I could turn the TV on and just watch it all day. I've, I haven't I haven't just sat and watched TV like like I was a kid. Yeah. In twenty something years. No, like, I haven't done that because it's because we're always in a position where it's like to be better ends up us being in more work. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'm I like, just like I'm just <laughs> like I, I love that I want to be better. I want to be better. But what is better? I want to enjoy. Well, what? just because I'm going to be trying to be better and then I'm going to get to 50, 60 and I'm going to be like, damn, when I was 30, I should have been. Yeah trying to fucking do this now i, I can't think even you walk. should go on a vacation oh no i mean i i, I love vacations I, i'm not even just talking about myself personally i just feel like for people around me and people yeah. i see i'm like what is better like what, what are we think, trying to that's why I like like nigga, here's my thing like niggas that don't got no job they live in niggas hey. that don't have no job is lit they don't give a fuck about it's nothing crazy. it's crazy i'll be <laughs> And just like, yeah, nah. <laughs> niggas that don't got no job, that's those are the niggas that's getting better. <laughs> when you think about it, because they looking at us saying, idiots. Working. Suckers. Working. Working out. <laughs> fucking eating, bro. <laughs> exactly, bro. Getting big over here. Like, niggas, like, that's what happens when you turn it off. Like, well, that's what we think is going to happen when we turn it off. Yeah. Like, we're going to lose our job, we're going to lose our money. That's not going to happen. I don't think that we could like 
we could go broke for sure, but we could never take less than what we have. When you think about it, like I could never make less than what I'm making right now. You could never make less than what you're making right now. We just okay. go up. We could make the same or we could go up. And, and, mm. and that happens every single year. But I think for us to turn it off, it would be for us to define what it would be like not thinking about work. <laughs> if we, if, if Josh, you said on Thursday, I'm going to say I'm, I'm riding on my call straight to away messages. I'm going to take some time. Off. I'm going to take a drive. I'm gonna I, drive I love up the coast. Yeah, I do that shit all the time. I was driving on Friday. That's turning it off. Yeah. No, I, that's real. I've been that's thinking about just even just, it's funny. I've been thinking about just like turning off my phone for 48 hours on the weekends. I'll, I already feel like you do that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, because yeah, you don't respond right. to shit after Friday. Yeah, that's true. I don't be trying to talk to niggas. But I be doing work shit sometimes. <laughs> Josh don't respond to nothing past Friday. Yeah, we yeah. can already know in that chat that after Thursday, Josh is probably going to answer us on Monday. Or he'll be like, oh, y'all talked about that? Good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a ride down the PCH might be a nice little mind cleaner. That was one PCH. of the things that I saw. How long ago was that? Maybe like two years ago. Almost produced literal tears looking at what came from well, the views of the PCH. But I think that was because of the monogram. I don't think that was just uh, enjoying the PCH. Niggas crying. Niggas was like, damn, this like Jay-Z, Jay Smith. This Jay-Z weed got me crying. Like Jane Smith off the shrooms. Would you ever fucking Yeah, it really it was it really was almost Jane and Smith. When, Jane I, I Smith. forgot what beach it is that's right off the PCH. But it was uh oh, you, it was you, beautiful. You you probably over by Malibu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you were by Malibu. I think yeah. you said it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I again, so. like, that's a good way to put it. Like, turning it off, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to worry about the mountain of emails I'm going to get when I get back. You know what I mean? I'm going to take it one day at a time. It's like, I feel like those are the people that are truly winning, but how many people got the key to that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could build a thousand kits and I would still be back, be like, damn, I still got to pay off my wedding and pay off all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Like, that shit, that shit sits on my mind a lot. And it makes me like a not fun person to be around because it's like i'm so worried about like not being in debt and yeah. not being in all this That's other real. stuff and i'm not even in really bad debt you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. it's doable but it's like how do i get how do i i'm like because even when i get out of it yo i'm gonna, gonna be, be right more back debt. in it yeah there's more money more problems <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be right back in it. No, yeah you're gonna be you're not gonna get out of it so it, it's, it's, it's stressful it's, nah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's just con- it, don't be an adult kids like right? that's my whole point is that- i have a i have a question this is to wrap it all up would all three of you guys do shrooms or two? I would all, not. You, you wouldn't do shrooms? No, no, I'm good. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to know what's on the. I don't want to know what's on that other side. Honestly speaking, this <laughs> is crazy. Josh and I are like very much different in our opinion. So when you listen to the show, you'll hear him say one thing and you'll, I'll say something else. One of our big points of our show is that we want to be informative. We don't want to kind of hide the secrets. Like we want to kind of give the secrets so other people can kind of do it and follow our blueprint, our blackprint. You know, when we started, we didn't know how many people were going to listen. And then when people started, you know, tuning in, we were like, this is really something that, that could go somewhere. Hey Alexa, play Blackprint Radio on it. Now playing Blackprint Radio. There it goes. Yeah, I think Mark shot it. Me in the real world. I shot it down so fast. Really? I, but you no, know, I would never do drugs. So I mean, don't say shrooms. Would your drugs. wife do shrooms? I don't know. Let me. Want me to ask? I mean, you don't have to ask right now, but I'm just All right. curious. All right. I don't. I, no, I'm good. I don't think she would at this at this moment. I listen. Here's my thing. Y'all not gonna make her take drugs and then leave me with her alone. Uh, <laughs> that's why I asked if you would do it. You just no. I'm not doing. I'm not even the chocolate, nah. like a piece of a chocolate. Nah, chocolate. nah. Nah, Here's the thing. I'm not putting it in his tea. I'm an emotional dude, yo. Y'all don't want me more. It makes emotional. you laugh. I or, doubt it would make me do that. I, I feel. I, I would be fucking frightened. 
I'm not. So then you gotta have a babysitter. Room. Yeah, nah, I'm good with that. Uh, yeah, okay. no, sir. Mark Trippin, I would watch that. I would love to. We should just get it, do it, get the kiss. Why the would camera. you want to see that? We should do. We should do shrooms and then do an episode uh, all together. Be our worst episode. No one would ever want to listen to us again. We could. Hey, people out there, would y'all want to listen to an episode of us on shrooms? That'll be our worst episode. Oh, that might be great. <laughs> This is gonna be a clip. We're gonna we're gonna clip this as a YouTube short, and then people are gonna we're be gonna like, be staring at the ceiling for forty minutes. This shit might get banned. They it doing will drugs. for sure get banned. Like yeah. uh, Kai Sanat got banned. Yeah. It will for sure get banned for being high on. I was just curious, you know. That's why I asked like the deep into the episode at, at an hour end, where it's yeah. like where the algorithm won't pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of shows, we do have some really cool announcements about some shows coming up on Blackpink Radio. Or not Blackpink Radio. That's our AMP show. But yeah. make sure you listen to us on Blackpink Radio um, every other Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mark is heading up his own show. We're adding a new, another show yeah. to the brand. Him and our good friend, Arthur Willis A+. He is, the, of course, the PD at Radio 1. Funny dude. He's been on Blackpink Radio before. Yep. You guys got, you got you got your own show. What you guys talking about on there, Mark? Yes, and I want to thank everybody for the past two years that have literally made sure that this show stayed on the minds of everybody that listened on RNC. This is literally not able to happen without everybody that has knocked on my door and knocked on a plus's door and said, yo, where's the show? We need it back. Why'd you take it down? We need it back in some form or fashion here to announce me and a plus bringing back recut gems on yes, the black print. Yes, sir. Yes, very sir. very big moment for myself and a plus it'll be going to the patrons first they will have their early access to it but then it will also be within our youtube many different uh ways that we are going to do recut gems this time around uh big shout outs to everybody that loved the format that we had last time we're gonna have a new format as well as video something that we did not have two years ago for the initial season of recut gems uh all available to everybody for black print patrons early as well as for all viewers and all listeners on our podcasts and on YouTube as well. So a lot of brand new things that we're going to be doing for Recut Gems that A-plus and I are very excited about. And that's going to premiere on in March. Yes, in March. Yeah, so, so that's going to come in March. And then me and Josh and MC have another show as well. Yes, sir. We're going to be listening to some classic albums from back in the day. Oh, you're not going to give them the name? I'm excited. Go ahead, give them the name. Throw Blacks. Throw Blacks. Throw Blacks, baby. <laughs> Throw Blacks. B-L-K-S. Throw, Throw Blacks. Blacks. It's a new show. Hey, uh, we're going to be taking 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Who knows how long it's going to take. We're going to be listening to some classic albums from the past. Yep. First episode is going to be 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying from 2003. Yep. Listen, man, this album... So important. I don't want it to give away all the stories. Oh, I got some good ones. But we're gonna talk about. We're gonna listen to the album for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna review it for you guys. We're not just review it, but we're gonna talk about that moment in time. We're gonna have guests. Yep. We're gonna have anecdotes. We're gonna have all types of stuff from this. But I think mm-hmm. one thing that's awesome is you're gonna get to know and learn more about Josh, myself, MC, f- based on what this music was like. We're gonna. I'll, I'll grab clips. From that time, I remember yeah. the remember the Justo mixtape awards when, when I was Fitch just performed. thinking about that. Yeah. That's what I think about when I when I when I think about Get Richard I Trying, and we, we could probably bring the video up and we could watch it. Yeah, we can bring up we could hit up a DVD Couture. Oh my God, Jeremy oh, over yeah. there, he probably has a ton of clips that we can we can borrow for this too. Yeah, we can um, grab some clips from that and uh, shout out to the hey, let, let's make him a partner. Let's see yeah, if we can make them a partner on this show. That would actually be dope. That'd be fire. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, Throw Blacks is going to premiere in March as well. We're adding more content for you guys. I believe that recut will happen. On weeks that we have black print, 
and then uh, throwbacks will happen on the on those. We used to have, remember we used to have off weeks where like y'all wouldn't get anything from us for a whole week. Not no more. Yes. Not no more. You're getting stuff from us every single week. You're getting more content from us, and more stuff's gonna happen like streams and Twitch streams. Like we're working on that right now. So two new shows coming at you guys this year from Blackprint. And I can't wait for all these shows. It's going to be funny as hell. Man, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm going to listen to uh, uh, Give Richard I Try as soon as we uh, get off of this. But And give us ideas of, of records y'all want to hear. I want to do some, like, you know, some alternative shit, too. Some shit y'all, you know, corn. Get the fuck. We could do, we you could do, this? you know, I, you know what I want to do? You are when not going to review no. a corn album. We're going to do um, Green Day, American Idiot. I think that actually turns 22. That's a good one. Does it? I bought that on the same day I bought Noriega's uh, God's Favorite. I think American I think Idiot so. was 2004. So oh, okay, yeah, it was uh, close. Though, right? it was next close. year, it was close though, right? Yeah, like because yeah. I was around Bush. They were, they was pissed off about Bush. Yeah, it, yeah. it was mad exactly. as hell. Uh, Josh, my don't want to be an American idiot. I'm a, we should play right. that song out on this episode. But yo, but yeah. after this, uh, you're going to get the 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 last episode for Public uh, for for Amp Radio. Shardy Jenkins, great episode. Mm-hmm. Make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. Five dollar tier, you'll be able to get to hear us early and get B sides. Ten dollar tier, you'll be able to get the the, the amp replays. Uh, but I, we need you guys to join us live. It's such a great show, and thank you guys for listening. So for Josh and MC, I am J Five. Thank you for listening to the Black Print, and we'll see you guys later. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with a bop. Oof, you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, callers, is the album worth a listen? It's so good. I bet you would love the intro. Let's play it. Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music. If I would have told you a week ago that I was going to play a mixtape song and they cut the damn song out and didn't end it, you'd be on Black Print Radio. What's going on, y'all? J5 here. Josh Pease. What's going on, brother? We're in the building, man. It's funny, man. I'm glad we we, we switched to, uh, the playlist up this week because because we got a real gangster in the building, and I, I I think we wasn't coming correct. So I'm glad you started off like that. Hey, man, you know, I, I had some stuff up there, but you know she 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 can, she she not all the way a gangster, man. You know what I'm saying? MC in the building. What's going on, brother? Phone broke. Might he might be in the building. Yeah, I, I don't know what building he's in. I'm definitely in the building. I was actually trying to share to Instagram right now, and Amp said either you share to Instagram or you jump on the mic. So I'm going to choose jumping on the mic. Hey, man, I'm just going to say, Josh just doesn't appreciate love. That's all That's all I'm going to say about, about the set that we had beforehand. Josh doesn't appreciate love, man. I'm just saying, man, we got to do it right for the guests. Valentine's Day was yesterday. Today okay. we on to the money. So uh, let's get it in. Yeah, without further ado... This woman is like, like again, like so not only influential to so many people, but influential to, to myself, and has paved so many ways, you know, for for other people in the industry. And you know, when I met her, like my life literally wasn't the same. And you know, she's she's been just 
one of the funniest people that I know and somebody that is just a great friend more than anything. And, and honestly, a great family member more than anything. Without further ado, Sharday Jenkins is on the show. What's up, Sharday? You guys, that was so sweet. Thank you. And to the earlier point about the music, if y'all was really about it, y'all would have opened with Mitchie Slick. Okay, who added some Mitchie Slick to the playlist? Let them know, please. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> did. <laughs> Put strong arm study song in there. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, there is one. There is one. You put Mitchie on there? Yeah, I put a strong arm study song. One of my favorite strong arm study songs is Ibertiva. It's off that uh, In Search of Stony album. Shout out to the whole strong arm study, Crondon, Mitchie. Um, Dog, them feel feel the agony for sure because that nigga was like my uncle. Um, I grew up around them guys. I love them guys dearly. Um, Instrumental to the West Coast as you are. Um, So, yeah. San Diego, man. Shout out to Mitchie. <laughs> that was a good NFL Street 2 team. Oh, God. They were? <laughs> yeah, you don't remember when they were in NFL Street 2? I got to go get that game. Oh, it's probably because of Exhibit. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So, so Sharday, thank you. Like, we've been trying to get you on the show for so long, and the, the timing just hasn't matched up. But thank you for finally being able to kind of clear your busy schedule to be on, on Black Print Radio with us. You, y'all caught me literally on the first day of my vacation. Oh. <laughs> uh. Work never stops. It really doesn't. But this ain't work. Y'all are y'all are my dogs. It wouldn't. It ain't nothing I would not do for the both of y'all. Y'all know I love y'all down. Um. So I'm super excited to. I'm what I'm honored. I'm happy. I'm listen. Like really, you guys deserve the flowers. I'm. I have. We've all known each other now. What I think like maybe six years. Yeah. Um. And just seeing your guys's growth as well like you guys are so you guys are so sure of yourself and a lot of people aren't a lot of people don't have that assurance of who they are um and so when you see that in other people and see how you guys just continue to do what's true to you guys that's 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 deserving all of there so really i'm honored to to have the space with my brothers so oh, I'm, wow. I'm that, is, that means a lot okay like uh, I feel like it was just yesterday you was you was ready to turn over tables and desks about me. <laughs> you know what, you guys? I've gone through a lot of therapy, and I'm a new person. <laughs> oh my god! But hey, enough about us. This is this. We want to talk about you today and let our listeners know, you know just who you are and stuff like that. Like one thing about Chardet is that like your name makes noise in rooms that you're not even in. And that's just because of the work that you that you've put in and just creating your own business from from the ground level before you got to Netflix or anywhere else. Kind of what what could you say was like coming up? What was the motivation for you to kind of get out and get it on your own? Um. So <laughs> also, thank you for all that. Um. So I'm from San Diego. So I think, you know, what's unique about being from San Diego, especially when you black is like this is not LA. So we're mm-hmm. not going to, you know, we're not going to school with Janae Ayeko and like Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a shot not. of Josh. That's a, that's a shot of Josh right there. No, it's not. It's not. But it's just like, you know, the proximity to people and, and, and just like when you grow up in LA, like growing up in LA alone, from my perspective of somebody who didn't like grow up here in terms of like, I didn't go to high school here. I went to college out here, but you know, because people have so much, there's so much proximity to Hollywood, to entertainment. This is the entertainment capital of the world. So, you know, when you're, it just changes the trajectory of your life sometimes for certain people when you do live out here. Right. Um, 
And so being from San Diego, like it, there was nothing moving in San Diego for me. San Diego was just a small microcosm of, you know, kind of like the leftover fallout of what happened in like the 80s or the 90s. Um, And so when I was able to have a chance to come to L.A., I definitely got like a a different sense of like opportunity. Right. Um, and I got a different sense of opportunity because, you know, I was a I was a music video baby. So I watched music videos all fucking day, all day, all day, every day. That is the only thing that I would ever watch was music videos. Um, and so and I grew up in a household where, you know, my dad, I grew up on really hardcore gangster rap music, West Coast gangster rap music in particular. Um, and so the things that I was just exposed to, I was just like, there's, there's so much more out here than what San Diego's offering. Um, and so really kind of what was a turning point for me in my life was when I was 12, um, my father suffered a massive brainstem stroke, which left him completely paralyzed for the most part from the neck down, unable to walk, talk, speak. Um, and so, you know, I've, my, by the grace of God and by my mom, um, my dad has been paralyzed like this for the last 20 years and people in his circumstance for the most part, don't even survive the stroke for one, um, nor do they survive being in that type of state for so long. Um, but also being at home. And so that completely changed my life because basically from 12 on, like, I didn't have parental supervision. My mom took care of my father full time um, as she should. Like, that's her husband. They're soulmates. Like, that's my mom's man. She was like, nobody's taking care of my man but me. So my mom set up our house. My dad has a bed in our house that has, you know, we changed our driveway so that it's wheelchair access, like for, you know, for him to have accessibility. So that completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. So I got involved in, you know, typical things like teenagers do. Um, and um, this was like, this is this is not what I want. Like, you know, I, I knew that I've always known about myself that I'm different. I've always known who I was. Um, and I understood people's interactions with me. And right. so I was like, OK. Um, and I understood the way that I thought about things and my perspective was different because I couldn't get a lot of people to agree with me, but I would be able to persuade people easily, which I thought was, was some type of magical skill. (laughs) Uh, So it's still working. It's still working. Yeah. And I mean, look, like, and I think also when you grow up, especially in Southern California, your proximity to, you know, gang culture, you learn a lot of like life game. So a lot of the people who were influential in my life were not like, you know, uh, they weren't, you know, they were on a different path too and, and not great ones, but I needed life. I needed to understand life at the age of 15 because I, I had to figure out a way to get up out of San Diego. So a lot had happened and I, I had an opportunity to go check out Cal State Dominguez. Um, and when I went to Cal State Dominguez, I was like, I was hella black people here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was just like the vibe on the campus. I was like, oh, it's cracking over here. So um, I'm a first generation college student. And I was like, I got to get up out of San Diego. I got up out of San Diego, went to Cal State Dominguez Hills. Cal State Dominguez Hills unequivocally changed my life in in a lot of different ways for my education, for, you know, for my, you know, skill sets and the things that I've been able to learn and fine tune. 
But also it's like being at Cal State Dominguez put us on the forefront of so much culture. There's nothing, I don't think there will be ever anything that I'll compare to seeing YG as a, as a, you know, tooted and booted song that was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the engineering was not top tier. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> to see to see that like firsthand in LA, like LA culture evolve like that, him, mustard, high dollar sign, Dom. I think seeing that pack div, like seeing that culture of LA was a time. And it's it's something that for some reason, like as much as you want to try to explain it to people, you can't. Right. Because it was a it was a culture about LA when all the music of the thing was going on out here. You know, and going on clubs in Hollywood, right? Or, you know, Dominguez was the first time we saw the cat daddy. Like, it was, there was so much stuff that was cracking on campus about L.A. Um, And so being in front of that and then being as hungry as I was, was like, I don't have no family in L.A. I'm out here on my own. I ain't got no money. (laughs) Like, I don't have an option to go back anywhere. Um, Look at, hey, hey, my favorite dog barking right now. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Um, so honestly, like a mix of that and kind of like, you know, the determination that I had, um, I figured it out. (laughs) I figured it out. And I love that you kind of mentioned just like the music, the part that music played in your path, because I feel like even though you're in Hollywood now, music and, and, and ultimately just the culture of hip hop is still very prevalent in your work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, my first real interaction was, I forgot me and my at Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego, they used to have these used car sales. And that was my that was when my dad got his Camaro, blue Camaro Z28, 1998. Um, and my dad was batshit crazy. So my dad would be doing all types of legal shit in that car. Um, but when we were at that used car place, there was a man who was um selling CDs out of his trunk. And we put this, my dad was like, you know, what's up, man? You know, trying to be nice, talk to him. Um, and that person came out to be CJ Mack. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Another artist that I added to the playlist because I, I knew there was some connection there. So when I was like eight, I met CJ Mack. And I will never forget it because my mom would let my dad fly with a lot. A CJ Mack CD was a no, was a no go. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, in terms of like gangster rap, the it was like unforbidden territory, and I never really listened to CJ Mack until I got older. Um, and actually, shout out to CJ Mack because um, I reached out to him once I was, you know, older, and told him about the first time I met him. He Facetimed my dad on Thanksgiving, and we have a great relationship with him. That's so dope. he's absolutely um, amazing. But you know, like. Those, you know, those influences and then, you know, obviously being in San Diego and having people like Mitchie Slick, but also like San Diego had a local music scene. And I wish I could find one of my CDs where I used to burn. I used to burn all of um, I downloaded all of like the local diss tracks that were all from (laughs) each game. And I had like they're they're iconic, like for us in San Diego. But it's a time that it's like none of these guys have any of these records. They're not, for the most part, a lot of them aren't on YouTube anymore. And I think I'm only one of the few people who still got them on like a burn CD somewhere. <laughs> so San Diego had his own influence. Obviously, you know, not just from LA. Mac Dre was very influential for San Diego. 
Um, so a lot of that was also just like that was also my connective tissue to all of that stuff. Yeah, that's fire. And 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 again, like you you managed to kind of like maneuver those connections that you've made and 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 really like hit the ground running in LA. And like one one era that I was always interested in is like and one thing that was really dope when I when I started to get to know you is that you founded your own agency, like the what was it, the transparency agency, right? Yes. So um I created a transparency agency in 2015 after um leaving Ally Moxie. Tell us a little bit about Cause it is funny. A lot of people kind of have this entre- entrepreneurial spirit and like the millennial age range, but a lot of people don't have the kind of drive to kind of actually go out there and do it. Um, tell us a little bit about just that decision for you to go and start your own agency and just like what that process and what it took. So working at Allied Moxie was the first job that I had out of college. And I really, I had, after I graduated from Dominguez, um, I moved back to my parents' house in San Diego and I was like, this ain't gonna work. So <laughs> I was what my last year of college, I was like renting a room and there was a girl who had another room next to me. And I remember she said to me, you know, like, what are you studying? And I told her, she's like, I got a friend that worked at Mercedes Benz. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, You know, I was like, I would love, you know, pass along my information. My information got passed along ultimately to what was created to be Ally Moxie, um, which was the African-American marketing division of um, Allied Integrated Marketing. Uh, which is known for the most part for, you know, doing all the screenings, you know, uh, handling a lot of the campaigns for a lot of the film studios and TV networks. And so um, I was the first intern, the first, you know, coordinator, the first junior publicist. But when I started interning there, I was still living at my parents' house. So I would drive from San Diego to Hollywood back and forth every day Jesus. or take the train um, wow. just for that internship that I made eight twenty-five, $8.25 an hour for. And then I also got a, a social media job when I was when I was searching on LinkedIn and I used to run social media for Beyond Me. <laughs> and and that's, that's that's so funny because like on the show, me and Josh actually had a conversation about internships a couple of weeks ago and and really kind of like, you know, if you want to go get it, you know what I mean? You're, you're gonna, you're gonna take that, that step. And like, you're, you're like kind of proof positive that like this process does work. Um, and you know, you kind of made your way through that. Like, do, do you feel like that internship was like really key to getting you there? Absolutely. Listen, it ain't, there's nothing like, you know, driving, you know, four to six hours a day after you work eight hours a day already. Right. I mean, you sit in your car and sitting in traffic on a four Oh five, like you think about a lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> You know, there was, I remember one night I was coming because when I used to also take the train, I have to take the Amtrak to Union Station and then take the red line to Hollywood and Highland. Um, And so I remember it was one night there was on a train and I was listening to Good Kid, Mad City. Um, I think it was listening like, please don't forget about me or some one of them songs. And I was crying because I was like, I cannot do this. Like, this is not for me. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really pushing myself. And I was, I had promised myself, I was like, I ain't never going to be able, I'm never going to do this shit ever again, ever. I was like, I'm not, I'm not riding the train. I'm not taking the train nowhere. I'm not doing that ever again. I'm out. <laughs> so like, whatever I got to do to figure, you know, to figure out and hustle, you going to figure it out, girl, because you're not riding this Amtrak no more. Um <laughs> And I would just be looking out the window and I was just crying because I was tired. I would have to wake up like at 4.50 a.m. every day. Um, and by the time I would get home from work, 
um, from driving from Los Angeles, I wouldn't make it home to like sometimes between like 9 p.m. or 11 p.m. And that was like clockwork Monday through Friday. And then I would only have a Saturday off. Sunday, I would have to start making a social media schedule for what I'm about to post on Beyond Me. Like I was juggling a lot, but San Diego was not an option for me. So um, I was like, you know, I remember, I think it was like December 16th. I had told my boss and I was like, look, girl, (laughs) I was like, I really like fucking with y'all. But uh, if I, if I, if I got to drive here for like another three weeks, I'm, I'm about to quit. So they offered me the job and um, that was my first time working on film campaigns. And so um, worked on a lot of the universal pictures, Slate, um, I think like Screen Gems, Warner Brothers. Um, and so from that, I also had it started working in the influencer space super early. Right. And so not only was I doing PR, um, I was working with, I gave Haha Davis his very first campaign. Hey. <laughs> You know, I was working. I was trying to break out new influencers all the time. Um, and wh- and what so, was it? What was it like, kind of breaking through that influence? Because like influencer marketing is everything now. What was it like, kind of being first in line to break through that that type of marketing? Because it, it was it was uncharted territory up to like five, six, seven years ago. Well, it was. I mean, for me, it was just kind of. It would just be interesting just to see like what you saw people like mostly share. Um, and also just like how people were finding new ways to be funny, because I think before social media, you know, it it would be a comedy show. It may be something, you know, like a Shaq's comedy special or something like that. Right. Like we weren't we weren't seeing comedy or in skits in this type of format. And so when you had influencers like King Batch and all of them that were providing kind of like this um, upper tier level of comedy, but in like a very attainable way. Um, you were just able to see the way that also like how black people laugh, <laughs> right? Because right? like, how King Bash does his stuff is different than how Ha Ha Davis is, right? Or even like right now, how funny Marco is. Like the way the things and like the ways culturally, especially when things are come from like Southern black culture, it's super nuanced. And mm-hmm. some of the comedy and some of the content, I was like, this is all starting to feel really different, but it's everybody's sharing it, everybody's relating to it in some type of way. So I was just fascinated to see, especially the thing that people don't realize is like a lot of the Black creators at that time never really understood how much their content was traveling because just recently, are you able to even see like how many people are sharing stuff? You Views are brand new. Like there was a time where views weren't even on video. So... Hmm. Black creators, for the most part, I think for like, in my opinion, lost out on a ton of potential opportunities, not to their fault, but because the way that we were evolving content was not the same way that like Instagram was evolving. Um, And so you can share a video, but there's no way to track it. Um, So just trying to figure out like who was getting it right at that time, Kales, Katie Don, like what Vine was doing. Um, how it just was sticky and everybody would be talking about it. It was just trying to unearth like what it was just trying to unearth like new talent where you could. And I'm I'm really big on like, I see where everybody else focused, but I'm trying to figure out where is everybody not looking at. Right. And try to innovate in a space and then innovate in a space and then get out of it and then innovate in a new space. Was it tough trying to sell? Because I mean, I'm pretty sure you've worked with a lot of people in marketing that are very used to the old ways. Was it hard to kind of get a hard sell on like, hey, 
this is going to work. Like influencers, they're the future. No, because I think, um, I think, well, I'll say that Universal and Warner Brothers, I think were really, really early on it and understood it. Right. Um, and leaned into it a lot in a lot of different ways creatively. Um, and that is just, you know, a testament to, I think, the leadership that they had there. But um, they were always super innovative and open to trying to fix. I mean, everybody had their hesitancy because it was so new. Um, but for the most part, it wasn't it wasn't a super hard sell. But as long as you knew what you was talking about. But again, it was just, you know, at that time, at that time, it just there wasn't enough data to really understand the magnitude of some of the stuff. So I think even at the, at the highest level, even what a Melvin Gregg was at that time, he was a lot bigger than I think even the numbers that anybody had to produce to show how his content was performing. Yeah. And in Melvin Gregg now, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to, to have anyone that doesn't remember him just from snowfall and not vine or anything now. Exactly. So um we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, quick song break right here. I I gotta I gotta play some I gotta play some some stuff to be put on the list for you, Sade. So we'll be right back on Black Pit Radio <laughs> on Amp. Gotta love when a singer on the song just cusses on the way out when they take you out. Uh, Black Print Radio, that was CJ Mack. Come and take a ride. Josh Pease, MC in the building. What's up, y'all? You here, man. Hey, you know what? CJ Mack, he got a, a podcast right now. It's actually really good. If anybody's out there is interested, it's it's just like some old niggas talking about old nigga shit. But they be having some He's he's really smart and insightful. I'm glad we we mentioned him and brought him up because I've actually listened to a couple uh, episodes and really good. Is it old LA shit? Nah, it's actually all over. But like the episode I listened to was him arguing with a uh, whack one hundred. So <laughs> oh god, oh no. <laughs> but oh. he's like are you rich on the episode. Like he's doing this shit. We got a special guest here, Sharday Jenkins, still with us on Black Print Radio. We got a question for you from somebody in chat, uh, Dion. One of our good friends, he asked for Sharday, what are some resources or tools that you believe are important for black content creators to have? Sharday, you're muted because you don't know. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some good resources for black content creators to have? Um, I would say, so I think one for sure would be it's just like a plan. And I, and I say a plan of like, doing research. I think research is important. There's a lot more out here in terms of um, ways to create content, um, the most effective ways to create content, how content is performing on um, a lot of different platforms, how they're different. I think doing the research one is like something that you always want to have just to kind of study what's out there in the content space and what the opportunity is. Um, second to that, I think where you can find free resources, for instance, once upon a time, um, I remember social media week used to be free. <laughs> the first one was, yeah. um, and so sometimes there's like conferences and, and different events out here where 
look, I'm not saying that everybody is an expert in the space, but I think sometimes you can get a lot of different good nuggets of information from different people in different environments. And so I would say to that point, it's like also finding, you know, is there a local conference that's happening? Are there local events that are happening? Are there things like a social media week? Um, where are those opportunities? Also so that you can mingle with other creators who are also trying to figure it out. Um, and I would say also like building a community and trying to figure out what people are in the content space, talking to people, um, but being thoughtful of their time. Um, so I think like just trying to be as resourceful as possible in those ways is a great way to start before you start, you know, buying equipment and all this other stuff. Like understand what you want to do first and what you want your output is, um, what you want, you know, your output to look like. Um, and then I would say start to go from there. That's, that's, yeah, that's some great that's, advice. Oh, go ahead, Jay. No, nah, I was just saying it was, that, that's great advice. <laughs> Yeah, not gonna even add on to that. Just um, a good point is just building community is just like networking across instead of trying to network up. I think, you know, a lot of people and, and content creators too. I've been speaking to like a lot of Twitch uh, players and creators, and a lot of them are like, "Oh, if I get in with Speed or if I get in with with K," and I'm just like, "No, nah, it's like you got to find your community and your people, and really, you know, uh, cultivate with them, and then you'll figure it out and get to those other levels." But um, really look across instead of looking up is really that that nugget shardy we me and josh had the opportunity to both work with you at cashmere agency and that was not only a fun experience (laughs) for me like being like in an agency for the first time but you taught me a lot about really kind of just being present in the moment and like having your finger on the pulse um what were some things that you that that you know you kind of took from having your own agency and you put it into working with other agencies, like now you're at Netflix and stuff like that. What are some, what are some things like keys to survival that you learn that you, that you've taken with you everywhere? You gotta be outside. <laughs> Whoa, love, love that advice. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be outside. I've, I've, I'm inside. I'm inside now because I was outside. <laughs> I was also, really outside. I think people misconstrue what outside is. So it's like, I, I like to call it being in the field even more than being outside. I think being in the field, you're outside with a purpose. Right. You're out there, uh, working and you're out there, you're not just out there trying to enjoy yourself and have some free drinks. I think people conf- are confused that with being outside and it's like, it's whack. So yeah, yeah, being outside is really important, but just make sure you have a purpose and intent with it. Well, the also people got like the, <laughs> the street, I don't want to say like the streets like that, but you know, the streets drive culture. Like, I don't know how else to say it. It's just the things that you're seeing in real time in a lot of our communities, especially when you're seeing things that you know are special, but it's not big enough yet. I think those are the special moments that make somebody like, a, um, especially in, in, in black culture, a phenomenal marketer because they're able to see things that the, um, that the most common person can't see when somebody's doing something innovative in front of you. And so, or when you can hear a song and, and you understand a song while it might be super local, it, that could be the biggest, like, I remember hearing problems, um, whatever, I'm fucked up or whatever that song was. For the most part, and I think like Welcome to Mollywood is like a great example. Welcome to Mollywood as a, as a project in LA at that time was like, you only, you had to be there. <laughs> like, if you wasn't outside when my when, when Welcome to Mollywood came out, baby, I don't I don't I couldn't tell you what that was. 
I couldn't tell you what that was. There's no way. Yeah, it's no way. It's culture. Exactly. But I think, like, I think when it's culture, when the music starts really reflecting, like, the it it was I don't it's, it's that's how good it is I'm like it's so hard to put words around it but yes it it's definitely the culture but it's understanding people like that who have this magic right and can not everybody got it and we see that we see that in society you see who got it and you see who don't got it um Josh know what it is because Josh got it <laughs> Josh wanted to on this phone right now honestly. <laughs> No, and, and and again, like, what what are some instances that you feel like? Because I mean, you, I, I think it's 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 not a shock that you you face like you face very unique challenges in the position position that you're in. Like, what what is what, how is it f- like fighting for something that you again you said it is is a sure thing, but not a lot of people really like are fucking with it or they're not feeling it. How do you get that idea through? Repetition doesn't spoil the prayer. <laughs> No, and honestly, I think what, you know, to sell an idea, you got to know what other people care about. You got to sometimes decenter yourself on trying to get somebody sold in on your idea. You got to understand what what do you care about? Like, what are the things that drive you? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very inspired by myself and I know what I can do and I know that I have great ideas, but I know I'm a lot more effective when I know what people are looking for. Because then that way I can put it through a lens where I know uh, now I know what I'm executing against and I know what I can't compromise on. Right. I actually have a question. Um, I was just thinking about how do you kind of navigate? I mean, you're at you're working for a big corporation. You've worked with big corporations in the past. How do you navigate um, allowing them to play in culture, but not allowing them to play too much? Um, I, it's It's honestly very simple. It's being present and not being afraid to educate the room, right? But educate the room with good intent. That, that listen, not, not every single person, like it's never excusing people's behaviors, but like not everybody is, some people do, they, they really try to mean well. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> um, and so sometimes instead of it being like, you know, you got to invite people in. If you really want, if you really want things to work out for you and you really want, um, but also you want to have accountability, you got to invite people in and not like kick them out. And sometimes we can, you, we can be so protective of culture where we're kicking people out, but we really got to sometimes invite them in because we got a lot of things we need to try to resource and leverage. <laughs> um, and we know historically black people, we ain't got all that. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It's it's all of that. And, and it's tough because and that's a good point that you brought up, because I feel I feel guilty of that, too, is like not letting people in and, and not letting them get the whole game and not letting them see everything like. And, and I and I think you have a really honestly like balanced view of, of the way that that looks of, of hey, we got to let somebody in and somebody has to understand it. Yeah. And I mean, look, there's definitely certain things where, you know, I'm not sending nobody the, you know, a definition of what Essence magazine is. Mm-hmm. That's I'm not I'm not ever doing that. Right. And you, de- we, there definitely has to be a line of, you know, when is this because we all have to be accountable. Right. If we're all going to be marketers, part of yourself being a marketer is being a person who can research and understand and is trying to educate themselves and, and is being well informed. So there's never excuse for anybody being ill informed. In, in these capacities, right? At that at that point, that's just, um, you're kind of disrespecting the craft at that point. So um, you really want to, 
you and, and you want to create a space for honesty, right? But everything is everything is transactional. So sometimes when you think of the transaction, you got to decent. Like I said, you got to decent to yourself. You got to see what's going to work for everybody else in order for you to get what you need across the line. No, that's a great nugget. And it's funny, something you said earlier is educate. And that's that's something I do daily. I think for me, I always feel like I have to educate and activate. And, um, you know, that's just something that's really important is to just navigate, you know, these corporate hallways. And I mean, that that's that's a tough one in general. I think we all kind of still navigate that. And I mean, I, I said on the pod the other week having to navigate through a, a certain situation like, Charlie, how many times have you felt like you wanted to slap somebody? You just walked out of the building. <laughs> Um, never because I am a respectable <laughs> young lady. <laughs> oh my but, god! You know, listen, it's not to say things don't get frustrating, but you got to know what's driving your frustration, mm-hmm. right? And you know, there has to be checks and balances. Look, as somebody who is who was an entrepreneur at, at one time, that shit ain't for me. <laughs> it's not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not built to have my own business. I don't want to do that. I'm a fantastic employee, though. Right. I know my lane. I know what I'm great at. Um, and so there just has to be um, you just have to know, like, what's centering you on all this stuff and what's driving you. And 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 just like everybody has their own morals, like you got to also have your own guide guidance and compass, especially when it comes to culture. Right. Man, no, I love that you said that because that's kind of the point I wanted to make earlier when I mentioned you having your uh, business and then kind of going back into the the corporate field or just the brand side. Um, It's interesting. Like a lot of people think that having a business is the end all be all. And a lot of people understand that being a boss comes with a lot of responsibilities. And, you know, sometimes it's it's more fulfilling and more rewarding and you're just a better uh, asset as an employee. So I'm glad you kind of... um, made that realization and kind of accept that and, and enjoy that because a lot of people don't understand that. And um, it's interesting. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, and listen, like not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. Like you don't, you don't want that. <laughs> like yeah. somebody got to be inside moving the opportunities around at, at scale, yeah. right? Like we have to scale, but if everybody, and not saying entrepreneurship is bad, but there has to be an honest conversation with it ain't for you. Right. <laughs> Man, but also, it's not beneficial to the community. We still got to be in these spaces and and move in these buildings. Yeah, we still need truck drivers, man. We we still need plumbers, yo. Like we. <laughs> it's real though, man. I think people understand that, man, and that and that goes back to the word community. It's like to build a community, we got to have every aspect of it from in the industry. And a lot of people are just so top heavy with their thinking. We kind of lose on that that bottom foundation, and and that's why we can't really uh push forward. That, that, that that's the toughest part like Sade, one thing i I do want to ask you too now that you're at netflix and you've been there for for quite some time what has been your favorite project to work on there so far Ooh, why you make me pick between all my kids <laughs> or, or or i mean not even favorite but the one that meant the most or the one that kind of like really broke through for you i hate when you make me pick between my kids um <laughs> I gotta be honest, like Intergalactic is so special. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the kid Cuddy. That's the kid Cuddy Dre, right? Yes. That that I mean, but also just a phenomenal project in, in itself and album. <laughs> like I gotta um Kenya, like Cuddy, everybody, um, 
fantastic creators. But that, Maurice, like, that project is that it's just special. It's special. And I and I know that everybody else who watched it feels that way about it. I remember just seeing it and and I, I think I probably cried um, because that's how I knew. And I was like, oh, yeah, especially when you see stuff early. That's what I'm saying. Like when you are able to identify things early and see them early, there's something special about that. And um, I love all of my all of my campaigns. <laughs> Uh, but, or, or the campaigns that I've been fortunate to be a part of, um, intergalactic is definitely that one. <laughs> what it- no, I love that. There was like so many cultural touch points in that movie and just throughout the campaign too. Um, I think it was just a super dope impact, impactful campaign. I really like summarize what was going on currently. Like I like the Virgil nods. I like the way they talk about black love. It was just really, a, it was interesting. I liked it a lot and just coming in an animated way. It was dope. Yeah, it's not a movie. It's a TV event. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're going to they're, they're going PR right there. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and what I mean, what kind of makes a meaningful project to you? Like anything that you've taken on, like do you, do you take it as like I got to outdo the last thing that I did, or is it is it more like I have to make sure that I live up to a certain level that in my mind is is at my standard? No, not at all. <laughs> it's honestly it's. For me, it's like doing what's right. Like if to work on behalf of of black culture, that's an honor. You know what I'm saying? To we have a responsibility to uphold what we know true about our culture, despite what we may or may not like about it. You know what I'm saying? And there's an uh, the because we are not a monolith. That's why you also got to be outside because you got to see what we doing everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and and how that looks and how that shows up right um but it's also like you know you got to check in with other people who are also not a part of the shit that you're not really invested in either um and i think that's big for me of like you know when i even when i'm ideating on campaigns and i'm trying to connect dots like it's not just me um you know there's people that i trust where i'm like look you know this better than i do does this does this feel right? Like, am I in the right direction? Because I I gotta have checks and balances, right. and I think I think for me, you know, I don't take my job lightly as all, lightly at all. I think it's a privilege, um, especially being in the film and TV space, which this is all very new for film and TV. Like, this is not the music industry; it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just. Um, I think just when I see a project, I got to I got to be true to whatever that is and whatever that culture is. Um, And if I don't feel like I know enough about it, then it's my responsibility to do the do do the due diligence and seek out those who know who know best because I need to get a pass. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) I need to I need to be good because I don't want nobody calling me out and on they're calling me out only because I was I, I did not do what I needed to do to checks, you know, to have my checks and balances. And look, I, I don't haven't had every single perfect campaign, um, but I have learned that as a lesson. And I think that lesson is extremely important. Do you, do you take it hard on yourself when, when you have something that might not have gone off the way that you thought that it would? Um, I mean, I a lot of people tell me that I'm hard on myself. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you would ticket you because the thing is, like, I know the quality of your work and having worked beside you and seeing what you've done. Like, I know how fucking serious you take this stuff. And I, I always thought, like, man, it, everything you do is successful. You know, 
No, I don't listen. I definitely don't have um not everything's a home run. And I think so I think that's probably the other thing is like people I used to I used to do PR for DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I came from humble beginnings, baby. You ever try to get PR on a DVD? That it ain't nothing. It ain't it ain't nothing that's gonna humble you faster. Um, and so you know sometimes, but you also gotta. This is why it's like when you got a clear strategy, then you know what goes wrong and what goes right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you you get into it with a strategy. Sometimes people don't. Sometimes people don't go into things with a strategy. They just go in and try to do shit. And it's like that's not how I operate. I'm trying to be clear on what am I trying to execute? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And I try to I try to stay focused and and on that lane as much as I can. But the times that I don't and I have misses, like I investigate why. I ask myself, you know, I ask people where I could be better and stuff like that. And I got to be open to it. Am I stubborn? For sure. Um, But I want to be better. I personally want to be the best, but I want to be the best by how I determine what the best is. Not, I know, I really don't know what everybody else thinks that is, nor do I really care. Yeah, because because a lot of places will get caught up in the numbers and they'll get caught up in a lot of stuff. But like to me, a lot of time it's the feel. Like a lot of decisions that I that I would make would be like, this has to feel right. And if it doesn't feel right, I don't care really what the numbers say. Like people are going to see through that. Like authenticity is a huge part of any type of campaign, anything, anything on social, anything that you really do. Well, now the numbers are important, child. No, I was gonna say that data can, it matters. The data <laughs> matters, but but again, like the 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 numbers don't to me. Like people can see if something's not authentic or not, right? They they can see if there isn't a, isn't a heart put into it. But like again, going off your feel, that actually can kind of supersede that in a lot of ways. Like the numbers are going to be what they're going to be. Like if you're working with, with 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 a, with yeah. a popular IP, it's going to be what it's going to be. But like again, what to me it means more that I I got through a certain influencer or I made sure that I we were able to say something in copy that really like touched the fan or touched some of the the followers a certain way. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, and there's sometimes where it's like, look, I'm not doing this. I'm doing this despite the data because it's the right thing to do. Like, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like when somebody's the right person, somebody's the right person. And but then you also got to know how to contextualize your strategy and what you're looking to get out of it. Because if you're going to make that swing, then what is that investment on that swing? Right. And then, you know, if you're not going to see a, a return on whatever that investment is immediately, like, what does that look like? You know, what? It, why are you putting the resources to it? Like, what is the point of it? And I think sometimes we don't always try to think that through, right. but we should, exactly. right? Because exactly. that's the only way. That, that's the only way that you really become better or look to come become the best in this. Absolutely, and, and again, like I, I think a lot of time, even when you're doing retros for for a project or a campaign, it's like you're looking for the why. And, you know, why I made this decision. That's the most, like, annoying thing for me to do in, like, a retro or anything. Because it's like, you know why. Because I, I felt it. Because I'm I'm fucking him. Like, I'm the guy that, you know what I'm saying, that, that came up with this. But, like, it's important to get across why, why. Because, you know, again, like, to me, like, the numbers can't always kind of tell you really why you made that decision. And and that's what, to me, like, I always try and figure out a why before I, I do anything. So, um, again, Charday. You 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 named your favorite your favorite uh your favorite campaign and you have a least favorite campaign that you've done throughout your career throughout your career <laughs> a least favorite campaign I know it's gonna be hard to do um or just most difficult that's a good one too okay. you know, every you know what which one I, gross trip? I, 
no, there's no Girl Strip was a great campaign. No, um, there, listen, like all there's all campaigns that are pretty challenging. Um, I will say, I think the one I'll, I'll I'll put it like this: I'll say that the one campaign that we had a really good idea on that I was really pissed that we could not do at that time was for Ted Two. Um, and so when I did the Ted Two campaign. This is actually funny. Um, you know, I had a relationship with uh, the guy who owned Soul Swipe, which was the black dating app. Wow. And, and we partnered with them to put Ted's profile on um, on Soul Swipe. So you could swipe with Ted on Soul Swipe. Um, and like if you could chat with him and he would like send you the trailer. It was like it was really, really it was really genius. Um <laughs> And uh, what else? Oh, oh, we I had an idea, I think, to do like a virtual like blunt pass with like Snoop <laughs> and Paul. But I was like, do it on IG and like have everybody tag each other and pass it. I don't know. It was like really whatever. It was early in, in the time. And for some reason that couldn't happen. And I was really bummed about it. Like I was really, really, really mad I couldn't get that off because it was seemed like such a layup. Um, and it was going to be on 420 and I was like, oh, this is perfect. It was just like right there. But then I, it was like some weird reason. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a good enough reason in my mind for us not to do it. So when it didn't happen, I was pissed. That you took it back to like Tumblr, like people posting on the walls and passing, <laughs> passing it down the wall. Yeah. I, I feel like I was like, I can't remember if I, if I had suggested it for Vine or Instagram, but I feel like it was one of those. It just made like complete sense. And I was like, I don't understand why we just don't have them do it. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that and I would say the one thing that I that I have done that I wish at the time I probably could have did it, done a better job of like making sure it really got out there was when we had bad trip with Eric Andre. That was the first trailer that was ever dropped on OnlyFans. Mm, I remember that. Um, and it was just in the middle of the pandemic there was so much going on and it like nobody knew about it and I was pissed because I was like this is fucking genius like <laughs> why don't, why doesn't more people know that that we put this trailer on OnlyFans like have you guys seen this trailer like this is the greatest partnership of all time um, what do you think and so, what, the, other than the pandemic why, why do you think like that didn't resonate as much as you that you wanted it to I think it was just a busy time and I didn't, I didn't, I don't, it was like where OnlyFans was like in a really popping spot, but then I think maybe I had just missed the bubble by a little bit. So, and I, and I, maybe I really didn't consider like the potential barrier to entry to it, but like we, you know, Eric got an account. It was really, really, really dope. <laughs> um, I think he even got tips. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And so it was just genius. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing ever. And I was like, nobody wrote about it. <laughs> <laughs> what what was the what was the one you were thinking about, uh, Josh? Man, I was thinking just about uh, all eyes on me. And oh. not that it was like a uh, campaign, but it's just a lot to put together. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like Shardy still got PTSD from that. <laughs> Shout out to LT Hutton. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, that was like one of the first kind of big movies that I had ever worked on too. I was working with you guys on that and we had like a whole media day 
And that was like a, a really cool thing. But like, I remember you running around like crazy. I, I had never seen you like that manic that day, that media day that when we, when we were doing all eyes on me. Um, there was a lot. Uh, there was a lot that happened on all eyes on me. Um, and shout out to Meech. I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, because I used to see him at Dominguez. I'd be like, oh my God, that guy looks like Tupac. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, then, and they were like, he's in the movie. I was like, no, he's not. He said he wouldn't do that. <laughs> and that's that's crazy because I felt like he was really great in that movie. And I actually, I profiled him for Complex. Um, he did. Yeah, I, I, that was a, it was an awesome interview. And, and he was a, he was a really cool dude. And then like after the movie, I just felt like I feel like, again, you get typecast into that role where he can't really do nothing else after that because he looks like Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's Meech is a great guy. Um, I wish, I wish, I wished more for that, for that campaign. Um, but that one, no, the, the round tables that we did, I thought were really fantastic. Yeah. Um, those were really, yeah, that, that was, those were really special for sure. And then, and then we ended up getting them on like BET or something like that, right? The generic one went on BET. The fashion one with Jerry Lorenzo went on Hype Beast, And, um, the music one, I think. Uh, we gave to maybe rapper. I think it was. I rapper. can't remember. I think it was rapper. I think they're all on uh, the DVD. So. Shut up. I think so. I'm pretty sure, or at least the one of them is the generic one. I can You're de- kidding me. I definitely remember that conversation. Yeah, I def- I remember that conversation. I'm almost. Oh my positive. god, I have to get one. Yeah, pick one up. <laughs> Amazon.com. Oh, good. there it go. Hey, See but we are we are at our hour, Charday. We could do this for two more hours. I, I, I we, we got to do lunch soon. The three of us again. I'm like y'all know I'm long winded. No, you're fine. That's great. This is this was an amazing episode. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys for having me. I'm so grateful. Oh, thank you again, man. This was dope. Um, you got an amazing story, and I just hope people really pay attention and you know take heed to it. C- can you reveal anything you're working on next, or, or anything that you got got out right now that you that you want people to go see? Nope. <laughs> I like my I like my job. I like my I like I like everything about my job. I love where I work. I think I I I've one of the best jobs in the world. Um I'm keeping it cute. <laughs> all right. Thank you Shardy for being on the show. Thank you all for listening. There's going to be a new episode of Black Print coming later this week. Uh we got some announcements. We got quite a few announcements to to make some changing of the Patreon tiers. Uh, a lot of stuff that we're gonna catch up on, and some and some good conversation. I, I don't know who. What are we gonna talk about, guys? I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out by Friday. But uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna play a. I'm gonna play a song uh, that that is, is special on the way out. Uh, I hope Shardy can can appreciate this song because I, I did it just for her. Uh, thank you guys for listening. For MC Josh Pease and Shardy, thank you for listening to Black Pink Radio. We'll see you guys in two weeks.